Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Action Radio. This is Greg Penglis coming to you from the historic district of downtown Milton on the banks of the beautiful Blackwater River. And now let's get into Action Radio. Yes, and for the first time in about a week and a half, my website, writeyourloss.com, has been completely hacked, access denied, and guess what? <laughs> oh, I got two calls coming in now. Looks like from the same number. Nope, we got one number. <laughs> Bill, you only get you only need one phone line. <laughs> I was looking at it twice. It's kind of crazy. Anyway, but uh, I've never seen so much last minute news. It's been it's been nuts. What's been happening? But uh, let's get to Bill first and see what's on uh, on his mind. Contact Action Radio presents the Fecky Report. Hello, Bill. Oh, he dropped. <laughs> I'm waiting for Bill to say something. Bill didn't say anything. Bill, come on, Bill. You got to call back. There, let's try this again. And now, Bill Fetke. Hello, Bill. Bill, 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 I know you're there. I know I'm there. He's not there. His line's there. His line's live, but he's not there. Isn't there a song about that? He's not there. Do, 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 do. Oh, let's drop it once again. Let's try it one more time. Let's see if we can get third time as a charm. And once again, the lovely and talented Bill Fetke. Unmute yourself, Bill. This is live radio. I can't do it myself. Not sure what's going on here, but uh, something's wrong with his line. And then I believe that's true. So, I don't it's working as far as I can. Uh, I should be broadcast. Oh, call dropped again. So he's either in the worst area in the world right now for phone calls, uh, but something keeps happening. His line keeps dropping. So we'll figure it out. We'll get it going here. Let's try this one more time. Good thing I recognize his number. I know who this is. So let's try again. Bill Fecky, you're on. Should I give you a drum? Hello? Okay, what's going on here? Hope I'm broadcasting. <laughs> I think I'm broadcasting. No, it looks like I'm broadcasting. Oh, he's dropped again. Okay. So this is, we'll just keep going here until we get this right. All right, let me give you some quick news. Uh, in the meantime, as we're, as we're figuring out what, uh, what's going on. Since I played the theme, you don't have to play that again. All right. Um, again, the big news for me personally is the fact that my website's been hacked again uh, for the fourth time uh, since uh, last Thursday. So we're looking at uh, four times in, in less than a week. And so they restore it, which is great. I'm really happy about that. But then it gets hacked again. And I've done all my updates, my plugins, my uh, everything you can think of um, to make this thing work. And uh, they keep hacking it. So uh, when I got to call these folks back that, uh, that host my uh, website and say, can't you block these people? Can't you just stop them? I mean, are they, are they doing the, like a new IP every time? And why are they hacking my website? So is it government or is it just, you know, some radical uh, loony in mommy's basement with nothing better to do than to pick on websites? That's the first thing. Uh, second thing in the news we've got here, I, I got my list. Just before airtime, as they say, you know, this just in, uh, I was listening to One American News and they talked about Matt Gates who has put a bill, and I've got a, I've got actually, I haven't even had a chance to read the bill yet, but he's got a bill to end birthright citizenship. Well, whoop-de-doo, we've had one for what, four years? In fact, that's how I knew uh, my website was hacked was because I looked on, uh, online 
And, uh, you know, I'm all of a sudden my, my site's off. I can't find my, uh, my writeyourlaws.com got hacked again and it's, it's offline. But I wanted to find out with the year that we wrote uh, the birthright citizenship bill. So we have two bills, one that um, actually has uh, uh, the citizenship, citizenship ID uh, declaration. So in other words, your citizenship goes on your driver's license. And you use that for a bunch of different places. Well, let's try them again. Let's see if he's in a better area. And, and let's go now to Bill Fecky, live from somewhere. Hi, Bill. Uh-oh. And so the silence remains. So maybe we should do this by Morse code. You just like tap on your phone or something. Maybe that'll uh, that'll work out better. But for whatever reason, uh, we can't uh, we can't get through. Let me let me uh, call dropped again. So let me check the, my messages and see if Bill's trying to contact me by uh, by messenger. Oh, that's interesting. So he tells me it says all circuits are busy. Circuits are not busy. Does that mean I don't have any phone calls today? That's weird. Let me see if he can hear me. Can you hear me? I've had this happen before, uh, and we'll see what's going on with it because I've got, uh, uh, I've got. He, he, he's getting through every time. That's the funny part. Okay, can you? Are you on now, Bill? Hello, Bill. Huh? Let me send him another note. He's getting through. His line is still live right now. Let's put your line is live. Each time. So I'm, I'm sending messages to Bill. We're trying to do a, this little radio. So this is where when I have a producer, they'll do this offline. So you don't have to listen to it. That's, that's what I'm hoping. That's where we need to get to. So I'm going to try something really weird. I'm going to uh, reset uh, these shows. Let me see if that that makes it. Let's let's uh, let's do this. Hopefully, it doesn't cancel the whole thing. Okay, show reset. Looks like it's still in process. Uh, live chat has gone, so we'll get that back again. Reconnecting, and there we go. Put a new message here. Welcome aboard. And let's see if folks will, uh, there we go. Okay. So I've reset. We'll see if Bill can call in this time and see if it makes a difference. But still running. Show's still running. We're about seven minutes in. And uh, I don't see I don't see any problems on my end. Hopefully Bill can call in. Maybe it's a problem on, on, on Bill's end. Let's see what they say. And I can hear you, but it doesn't allow the call to go through, which is interesting because the call, Bill, the call is going through. I'm making your line live. Um, so uh, something's, something's definitely wrong. Okay, I've reset the screen, so let's see if, the, if it works this time. And Bill Fecky, you are now live. It's going to be a real quiet show if I have to talk for three hours by myself. <laughs> that is not the purpose of me being here. Um, but uh, let's say, okay, I'll tell Bill your line is live. And he's calling in again. Let's try this one. And let's try this one here. Hello, okay, you're live again. Huh. All right, so we'll we'll see what's going on. He keeps dropping and calling. I'm not sure what uh, what the deal is. This is weird. Uh, it's dropping again. All right, I don't know what's going on with the circuits here. It should be working. I have to tell Wendy too. We've got a problem. Huh? Well, I've reset. I don't know what else to do. I mean, there's nothing else I can do really. Um, so we'll just see what's going on. Bill sending messages, so we'll we'll keep going with that. In the meantime, I'll give you news. Of, uh, of what's happening around here. At least, you know, my signal's going out. But again, this is where we need a producer to be able to handle all these little 
little glitches and, and uh, problems and things. All right. Uh, Pianki's on the line. Okay, so um, Pianki's actually on um, live chat. So Pianki, what's going on? Can you hear me okay? And I know you couldn't hear Bill. Uh, start by giving blog talk intro, then recording cuts off, stating all circuits are busy. Try your call again later. Oh, that's weird. So what's blog chat doing to me? <laughs> well, live chat, Pianchi's on live chat. So like I say, Pianchi, can you hear everything okay? Um, keep talking. <laughs> okay, I'm definitely going to keep talking. You know, at least my signal's going out, so I don't have to call in by cell phone. That's happened before, too. Why would the circuits be busy? Unless they're hacking this, too. Like I say, my website got hacked this morning. Uh, and um, my host folks don't seem to know who it is. And they can't, they, they, for whatever reason, are not blocking them. And so it just keeps it just keeps doing this. Let's see if I try my website again just for the fun of it. So try it on the computer this time. Do, 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 do. I like to say I've got a lot I've got a lot of news for you, but I didn't want to talk for three hours because I got two other callers. I got Wendy at the bottom of the hour, and I've got Bonnie in the second hour. And so if nobody's able to uh, to call in, yeah, access denied. Oh, great. So uh, my website taken out. Um, okay. Well, let's uh, let's just continue on, and hopefully um, let me just I'm gonna text Wendy too. That, well, I'll tell you what, let me, let me uh, play something real quick for you. Play our intro with our, our information that I have to play anyway. Uh, and then it looks like Pianchi's here. Let's see if he can get through. Right, hang on just a second. Pianchi, talking. Can I can hear you. Well, I can hear I you too. i got to go back to ah, Okay, thanks, Pianchi. Yeah, well, at least I know the phones are working because Pianchi's just called in. So maybe there's something with Bill's line or, or his location or something like that. Okay, anyway. So that's, that's good news. That means we'll get Wendy a little bit later. All right, well, let me tell you um, – some of the things that are going on uh, news-wise and, and bill-wise. Uh, so <laughs> Pianchi's dropping. I know he dropped this time. He's, he's gone back to eating. <laughs> Cracks me up. Uh, this is what happened. We've got such a friendly bunch here. It's really pretty incredible. All right. So big news. Big news just broke before, at least I, I just heard it for the first time just before the show. Matt Gates, my member of Congress, uh, has put forward a bill ending birthright citizenship. And I'm reading this. I'm going, this looks really familiar. You know, he's had our bill on this. Maybe three, four, possibly I think five years, but at least three or four years, because that birthright citizenship bill is one of the first ones we wrote. Bianchi and I have been over it. We've been over it a bunch of times, you know, talking about the 14th Amendment, the subject to the jurisdiction clause, uh, which says that if you're a foreign citizen, you know, you're not, you're not subject to U.S., uh, you know, you have no claim on U.S. citizenship because you've got foreign citizenship. So your, your offspring, whether they're born on U.S. dirt or somebody else's dirt, uh, are, are citizens of the, the parents of the parent citizenship and are the responsibility and jurisdiction of the country of the parent citizenship. So in other words, if you're in Russia, you can't fly here, give birth to uh, a kid and, and claim uh, American citizenship and then bring in the whole rest of the family. That's called an anchor baby. So what I want to talk to Matt Gates about is the, the really controversial part, which is not the fact that uh, they're going to stop it in the future, but they have to correct millions of, of, of illegally given you know, citizenships uh, in the past. And the reason I say illegally given is because there's no law requires this. The Constitution specifically requires the opposite, that you cannot grant U.S. citizenship to people just because they're born on U.S. dirt. That's a mistake. So what we need to, to do is correct, correct millions of citizenships back to their proper uh, origin. Now, what that's going to mean for the status of all those people in this country, that's going to be an interesting question. Uh, personally, I would come up with a new, depending on how long we've been here, you know, been here a long time and old, you know, I don't, I don't want to kick a bunch of old people out of the country. That just sounds cruel, but they're not going to be citizens. So they would, they would get some kind of permanent residency step, probably go back to uh, green card status. So they'd be permanent residents. They couldn't vote 
and they couldn't uh, serve on a jury, but uh, I'm not going to kick them back to their country. However, 60 and younger, <laughs> bye. <laughs> you know, you're, you're still, you know, unless you're disabled or something like that. Um, but uh, we have to be able to, or at least all those folks that are here, they have to have all that citizenship uh, mistakenly given corrected. So we need to correct literally millions. You know, of course, all the, all the tourist folks that came, all the illegals that came in, uh, those are easy to correct. And, but you also have to do it multi-generational, too, because if someone comes in with an anchor baby and, you know, 30 years ago, well, they've got, they could have potentially two more generations. And, and all those citizenships were mistakenly given based on the original anchor baby. So you have to trace through the anchor baby to all the other ones to take away their citizenship and give them either, uh, you know, the options would be deport, um, keep here provisionally for a temporary time, uh, keep here permanently as green card holders. Or, or like something like that, you know, so, but, uh, but they cannot be citizens and certainly can't vote. And so the next thing to do is to have massive uh, voting. I like Josie's idea, the fingerprint, you know, or a thumbprint ID at the poll. You know, who are you? Have you voted before? You know, and the problem is that the same computers that are hacking the elections um, that are being programmed could also be programmed by the fingerprint thing. So there's no foolproof system. So that's why it has to be done at the precinct level you know, where the poll watchers actually know a lot of people and someone shows up, you know, unfamiliar. Oh, we just moved into the area. Okay, well, tell me about it. Where are you? Let's see your ID. Let's see, uh, you know, your proof of citizenship. Let's see all that stuff. I mean, you really need proof of citizenship at the polls. You know, passport, naturalization papers. Although I don't like bringing my naturalization papers anywhere because there's only one set. And those, those don't get duplicated. Um, so you'll, you want to keep those. But passport, sure. Even expired passport. Uh, proves your citizenship, as long as the picture still looks like you, and you have other forms of ID. So, yeah, I think passport would be a great thing to have. Uh, or a national ID card. You know, I used to think, oh, no, national ID card. Well, why not? Mexico has one. Apparently it works very well. You can't vote in the Mexican elections um, unless you have the, the ID. So that's, uh, that's very interesting. All right. Other stuff that's, that's happening. Um, oh, we got uh, Pianchi wants to comment again. So let's bring him back on the show. <clears throat> There we go. So you had fun yesterday, huh, with our AI, <laughs> with Jonathan Kohler, my buddy from high school. Yeah, that was a great guy, man. I'll tell you, he's really great. Great guest you had on yesterday. Well, he is one of the smartest people I know, you know, and so there he was a, there, yeah, oh yeah, but there's a group of them in high school. Um, the AP kids, I was, I was not AP, but these guys, they took uh, calculus in like junior year of high school. They were doing, you know, American mm-hmm. history themes that were incredibly complex. Uh, they were doing uh, logic, like uh, Jonathan talked about. You know, I used to watch the proofs, and they had these symbols and weird things like that. I never took that. Um, yet I used logic all the time on the show. So, you know, those were some of the brightest people. There's like five of them. These, these guys are all geniuses. You know, they played, you know, master-level chess. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's just, it's just fun to have friends like that that are, that are that intelligent. So then if I have a question, I can go, hey, John, what does this mean? And he comes right on the show, calls me up. You know, guy's probably the greatest clarinetist in the world today. You know, he studied clarinet. I remember in high school he was amazing. Um, and so, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of fun to have uh, cool friends, but that particular year, I mean, I'm class of 77. And so in Lexington high school, class of 77 had some very interesting people and I kind of wonder where they are now. And so we'll see, I guess I got my, my 50th coming up. I haven't been to a high school reunion yet, uh, except the fifth one. And that, that was, I'm still in the area ever since I moved away to California. I haven't been back to one and, uh, now I'm down here in Florida. We'll see. We'll see. It'd be interesting to, to catch up. Uh, with some of the folks, but yeah. So what else is on your mind? What, uh, what can I do for you today? Well, you should, those illegals that you just got through mentioning, they should be fine. They should be made to pay a fine for every year they've been here. 
That's and a good people idea. come in and naturalize, they come in the right way, they have to pay a fee. That's one thing that can be done and required. If they can't pay, they got to go. Yeah, especially since they cost American taxpayers so much. Uh, well, I, they have to go anyway. I mean, I, it, it wouldn't be a question. But uh, as we're doing our civil asset forfeiture, we could uh, confiscate and keep a certain amount to pay for the damage they've done, um, pay for, uh, you know, put money back in the treasury, uh, maybe money back in the local community for all the space they've taken up and, uh, and abused, you know, for the rents they've raised, for the jobs they've taken, from the kids, their kids that shouldn't have been in our schools and all kinds of other things. There's a lot to this. And rest Absolutely. Of yeah. Why don't you take a look at the... You know, like we talked about... Uh-huh. People in adjacent school districts, if they put their child in the wrong school district, normally they are criminalized, and they're American citizens. Yeah, that's insane. So you can be criminalized for putting your kid in a, in a school that's outside of, quote, your district. Um, but if an illegal alien comes in, the Supreme Court says we have to fund them fully through foreign aid and give them amnesty so they can stay here the rest of their life. So there's two things that yeah. uh, the Supreme Court did that was illegal, foreign aid and amnesty, and they can't do either one. Go ahead. You're absolutely right. So mm-hmm. when they tell the Supreme Court to go pound sand, it's unconstitutional, and yeah. uh, we're going to do what we're going to do. You well, know, we're you have to that. do that, man. Well, you we have absolutely to do that. Right. You got to tell well, the agencies to go to heck. Mm-hmm. Well, look at it this way. Matt Gates is now putting forward a bill that I gave him three, maybe four years ago. Why now? You know, uh, what's changed? He didn't do it three or four years ago when he could have. He was on the show all the time. I gave him the bill. And we've talked about it, my birthright citizenship bill and the other one, the Citizenship ID uh, Declaration Act, where, where your citizenship goes on your driver's license. And I had 20 criteria for places that you have to show that you're a citizen before you can do them. Of course, the obvious ones, vote, work. Uh, but uh, also, it would be to get a mortgage or to rent, um, to send money out of the country or get money in the country, um, for, any, for a credit card, for a bank account, uh, for starting a business, for uh, any checks by the government, inspections, health checks, things like that, business checks, license checks, you know, when you get your driver's license renewed, all that stuff should have a citizenship check. So that way we weed out That's the illegal. That's a great idea, too, you know. Well, it's been around. I've had it for years. I can't get it now because I've been hacked again. It's like the fourth one in, in a week. Yeah, I tried to go on site yesterday. I, I couldn't get on also. Well, it was on yesterday. On. Only, it only went out this – well, maybe it was late yesterday it went out. But it either went out late yesterday or, or, or early this morning because I was on it yesterday. Uh, in fact, Bonnie, who's in the third uh, hour, I was working on her bill a little bit, uh, and another gentleman had one from uh, repealing the 16th Amendment. It's, it's not a great bill in its current state, so I really didn't – I was hoping he'd improve it, and uh, it's, it's been around for a few months. Sometimes bills would do that. They'll just sit there, and I think about them, and I go, hmm, okay, you know, we'll see. But it was working, but it is critical. I cannot do Action Radio without WriteYourLaws.com. I mean, that's just critical. There's no way around it. Um, but um, the good news is they seem to be so far restoring it every time the hackers do what they do. So it's not – they're not destroying my website. They're just blocking access to it. And so one would think that the host company would be – be able to see the pattern after times in a week and be able to block them and stop them. Yeah, they be a Democrat. Yeah, so I don't they know who do. it is. They, they know who it is. It's it's the the Democrat, sure. they, yeah. Well, let me, let me get, uh, let's get to, uh, seeing as we got a few minutes here before Wendy gets here, uh, Gates' bill. So Matt Gates has a bill, which he filed recently. Yeah. 
118th Congress for a session. We got a date on it. Don't know. This is a bill to amend the Immigration and Nationality Act to clarify the application of birthright citizenship and for other purposes, be it enacted by the Senate and House of Representatives of the United States of America. And Birthright Citizenship Fraud Act of 2023, modeled on Action Radio's uh, Birthright Citizenship Act of 2017. <laughs> it doesn't say that, but it should. Purposes Act is to recognize the principle of the limited jus soli, that's J-U-S, soli, S-O-L-I, conveyed in the 14th Amendment and modified in the Immigration and Nationality Act through the statement, subject to the jurisdiction thereof. I don't effing believe it. Does that sound familiar? Have we talked about this? Do you think he just, just took our bill directly and, and, and put it in, and submit it? Do you think? What do you think? He's had our bill for years. First thing you go, subject to the jurisdiction clause, which is the whole root of our birthright citizenship uh, end or birth fraud citizenship. Isn't that fascinating? Yes, it is. It's, it's the truth. Yeah, but here's the thing, though. Um, we're never, we may never know. <laughs> but we might have, you know, did he find it by other means? I mean, I got it from Mark Levin. That's where I first heard it. And I just kind of, you know, developed the whole theory further. Uh, he also quotes, uh, there's a Washington Examiner story where he quotes the actual debates of the 14th Amendment, something that we've done on the show, too. But Bill was there and he dropped again. I think the problem is with Bill's phone. I think our, our show is, is working pretty well today. But uh, isn't that fascinating? He does the very stuff that we did well, yeah. in the bill that I sent him a few yeah, years ago. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It is so, fascinating. That's, that's, and, you know, uh, not only that particular bill on that particular topic, but I like to see something in other areas, too, like uh, the rules of our laws, F-A-F-T, uh-huh. uh, yeah. AFT, uh, OSHA, uh, IRS, rules are not laws. They need to be voted on by Congress. Yeah, exactly. We talked about it yesterday uh, with Jonathan. I think it was. Yeah. I'm not sure now. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, we ta- oh I, it wasn't during the AI hours with uh, Brianna. I think we were talking about that. It was kind of funny. He didn't know which hour to call in. <laughs> he just called in at the start of the show. So, well, now that you're here, you might as well stick around. <laughs> it's kind of how we do things around here. Um, uh, okay, this is all right. The, part of the, here's part of his bill again. This will not, of course, include persons born in the United States who are foreign aliens who belong to the families of ambassadors or foreign ministers. Okay, well, that's already in the Constitution. Then he quotes Senator Lyman Trumbull, a key figure in the adoption of the 14th Amendment said that subject to the jurisdiction of the United States means not owing allegiance to any other country. I mean, he's, he's, he's taken the 14th debate, 14th Amendment debate, and, but it seems to me I wrote an article on this, <laughs> you know, I, which, of course, I sent him as well. But the thing is, this bill is right out of our bill. Um, this is fascinating. Yeah, I, I, I have to ask him. I call his office in Washington. Say, yo, Matt Gates, baby, <laughs> where'd you get your idea for this bill? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a good bill. Well, they should bring those bills forward. Uh huh. Then you can see who's against them, and we can tell the people. You see, this person is against this, which makes common sense, and it's good for America. Yeah. Here's the heart of the bill. So, it's Section 101 of the Immigration and Nationality Act, that's 8 U.S.C. 1101, is amended by adding at the end of the following. For the purposes of Section 301A, the term subject to the jurisdiction thereof means with respect to a person born in the United States, that person, that the person was born to a parent who is, at the time of the person's birth, 
a national of the United States, a refugee, an alien lawfully admitted for permanent residence, or an alien performing active service in the armed forces. So those are the exceptions. So if you're born in the United States, um, you know, but a national of the United States, in other words, a citizen. So if you're born to a citizen, it's okay. Uh, if you're an official refugee, I don't know about that because a lot of refugees are on temporary status and they're going home again. So if they're a refugee, unless they're an immigrant refugee, I don't agree. That's wrong because a refugee can be here temporarily, but you don't grant their kids citizenship. Otherwise, they're anchor babies. That's the same problem. Then, of course, you know, Brandon and all the Democrats will admit everybody in as refugees. So this has already got a problem. So you should get that section out. Then he says an alien lawfully admitted for permanent residence. What they should call it, they shouldn't say alien. They, he should say immigrant at that point. I've got to help him with this law. Because an alien usually refers to an illegal alien. An alien is anybody who's a foreigner. Tourists are aliens. But they're not illegal because, you know, they come, we have tourists in the country all the time. Some countries require a visa. Most, a lot of countries don't. But they can't stay forever either. <laughs> they can't move in and work and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And this is an alien performing active service in the armed forces. I don't agree. If you're not a citizen of this country, if you're in the armed forces as a contractor or something like that, I mean, how, how, does, how do aliens performing services for the, the armed forces uh, take, swear an oath to support and defend the Constitution when they're not covered by it? Pianchi. It's perplexing, Greg. It's very perplexing. <laughs> Marco says, I'm a foreigner, but I'm not an alien. <laughs> no, Marco, you're not a foreigner in the Netherlands. You're a national. You're only a foreigner if you come here. I'm a foreigner if I go to the Netherlands, but I'm a national here. It's like accents. Everybody has an, nobody has an accent where they live. <laughs> you only have an accent when you go where somebody else lives. Uh, that's funny. Okay, this now is... we um, need to keep the word illegal. Illegal yeah. aliens when they in the country illegally. Illegal yeah. aliens. Even yeah. our leftists don't like those words. They want to change the words, change the definition. No, you illegal. Yeah. Refugee oh. status, and they need to seek refugee status outside of the country. Well, exactly. And, that, and that's the thing, too. Uh, people, people forget that um, the law says you only seek refugee status in the next country. But again, refugees are temporary. We had a bunch of Hondurans come here because of an earthquake. And the, part of the area was destroyed by the earthquake. Okay, so that they earthquake country, was about but, 10 but, years ago. Are they still here? Yes, they are. See, that's the problem. See, the problem is that these temporary refugees stick around for decades. And then they have kids who become anchor babies because they're born on U.S. dirt when they're not, uh, not citizens and not entitled to be citizens. Only American citizens born on U.S. dirt. You know, in fact, Americans born to American parents anywhere in the world are, are entitled to American citizenship because the parents are under the jurisdiction of the United States. Again, my example, if you get in trouble in a foreign country, if an American gets in trouble in, uh, I don't know, pick a place, Thailand, you know, where are they going to go? They're going to go to the American embassy. But a foreign national living in the United States or an illegal alien living in the United States, they get in trouble in Thailand. They're not going to go to the American embassy. We don't have any jurisdiction over them. They're going to go to their home, their, their country jurisdiction. And that, I think, is the clearest example um, that I've ever thought of as to how to explain this, of what jurisdiction is. If the embassy covers you in a foreign country, you've got American jurisdiction. If they don't, you don't. You're not here. You can't have kids and, and make them Americans. 
So here's the article. Matt Gates moves to end birthright citizenship to stop, quote, abuse in immigration system. This is in the Washington Examiner, one of my favorite news sources. Brecken F. Tice, T-H-I-E-S, or Thies, it's probably Tice. Representative Matt Gates, Republican of Florida, introduced the bill to end birthright citizenship in the United States. See, the term is wrong. It's not birthright citizenship. It's birth fraud citizenship. Then he says, negating the incentive for illegal immigrants, which should be illegal aliens, to travel across the border to have babies on U.S. soil, or as I call it, U.S. dirt, because it sounds funnier. The End Birthright Citizenship Fraud Act. Does that sound familiar? How many times have I said birth fraud citizenship? Three years? Four years now? Isn't this interesting? End Birthright Citizenship Fraud Act. Where did you get the language Matt Gates? I, I think he's plagiarizing, quite frankly. I really do. <laughs> I think he's taking it directly from us and not giving us credit. I don't, I'm glad he's taking it from us. He's doing the right thing. But after all the work I've done, and you've done, everybody's done this show, I think we deserve a little credit for coming up with this idea years ago and basically supplying him with a bill and telling him exactly where in the Immigration and Nationality Act to put it to redefine the section. In fact, we have a, if, I, if I had it, I'd pull it up right now, but our, our website's been hacked. Otherwise, otherwise, I'd give you our definition of section of the subject to the jurisdiction clause because that's specifically what my bill on birthright birth fraud citizenship does. Is it, is it uh, clarifies the definition of subject to the jurisdiction? So I, I, it's like right out of our bill. It's, so cl- it's almost like a Biden plagiarization of Neil Kinnock's speech in, uh, in England when he was campaigning. I mean, imitation is the greatest form of flattery, but quite frankly, we wrote it three or four years ago. I'd tell you more accurately if my website was up. Pianki, what do you think? Then I'll get Wendy on. Oh, boy, Wendy. I just done completed my shave. My face is, is smooth and I'm pure and ready for <laughs> my heavenly conviction this morning. Okay, well, let's, uh, let's uh, first of all, we, we should play uh, Pianki's you know, creation. Because, you know, he's clean-shaven. There's a reason for that, and this is the reason. It's morning, and you are a proud black man. You go to the mirror. You are reminded of Governor Northrop of Virginia and Prime Minister Trudeau of Canada, both of whom appeared in blackface. And there you are. You just put on your shaving cream. And what do you see? Whiteface. It's bad enough that leftist aspiring dictators are choosing to go in blackface, but you, proud black man, have no choice but to appear in whiteface every morning you shave. Now, direct from Pianchi Laboratories, comes a great new product made especially for you, proud black man, Pianchi's Picture-Perfect Face-Saving Shaving Cream. Yes, Pianchi's Picture-Perfect Face-Saving Shaving Cream will give you your blackface back during your morning shave. For Pianchi's Picture Perfect Face Saving Shaving Cream is the first ever black shaving cream. Pianchi's Picture Perfect Face Saving Shaving Cream comes in three shades, dark, darker, and darkest. So now, proud black man, you have a choice. You can stay in white face every morning, or you can join black men everywhere and choose Pianchi's Picture Perfect Face Saving Shaving Cream every morning. All right, now we're ready for Wendy. Here we go. Do you really want the truth? Do you have questions you can't ask in church? Welcome to the Oh My God Report. Wendy Arthur is more concerned with truth than propaganda, putting more value in scripture than religion, and more about you and your relationship with God than your membership in any church. This 
It's Christianity with a kick. Yep, Bianchi's clean shaven. I'm ready to go. Let's do it. Hi, Wendy. <laughs> good morning, and good morning, Bianchi. <laughs> you are now Facebook famous. <laughs> Action Radio famous. <laughs> you have your own intro. That's awesome. Well, that actually, we did that a while back. This is uh, this is probably a year and a half, maybe two years old now. Um, Pianchi actually. Well, that's the first time I've heard it. Well, that's what I was wondering. That's why I wanted to play it for you. But uh, Pianchi one day was talking about Governor Northrop um, and going in blackface and Justin Trudeau in Canada going in blackface. And he right. says, you know, is this Greg <laughs> in his Pianchi voice? He's right here, too. So I'm talking. It's not like I'm talking about him like he isn't here. Is Greg, you know, I have to go in uh, white face every morning because of this white shaving cream. Now, I'm on the floor. I'm laughing so hard. <laughs> This was hysterical. This is not something I was I was expecting. So I think that night, or within like a day or two, I came up with this uh, this uh, this commercial for Pianchi's Picture Perfect Face Saving Shaving Cream. And the hardest part was practicing for about 20 minutes Pianchi's Picture Perfect Face Saving Shaving Cream. Try it. It's not easy to say. But once I got that down, this was easy. <laughs> I just picked the music and wrote the script, and uh, and there it is. So every once in a while, I drag it out and play it. Uh, this seems to be the perfect time. But yeah, I've got a bunch of these. I don't think you've heard. You've got the YouTube channel, don't you? They're all on the YouTube channel my action radio channel um yeah but i you must have uploaded that after our you know when you first posted it or something mm, no it's so not there I, yeah it's one of my first ones actually okay, well i'll have to yeah. go back and revisit okay. after after Chaz and, and um you know monty python it, what their take on racism would be and uh, some of the other ones i posted right. which are pretty funny of course the, the one you know is the new normal church and grocery store which, which is the classic. Right, that's, that's <laughs> so you had something important. Yeah. So listen, I know you said you had something important to talk about. I know you're also, uh, are, 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 I guess, having voice issues, which occasionally happens to radio folks. And you can't use ASL. Yeah. It doesn't work on the radio. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, good morning to everybody. And thank you for, for uh, listening and tuning in to Action Radio all around the world. And um, I love how we are expanding. And I... I have something that the Lord kind of prompted me about because um, I've been doing my own studies because, you know, everybody has got stuff in their family lines. And um, you never hear it preached from the pulpit. I mean, you just, you never hear it talked about. You hear sin from the pulpit, but you never hear about today's topic, which is iniquity. Ooh, so, I'm curious. if that is a new word <laughs> to to most people, even if you have gone to church forever, um, yeah, iniquity is read in certain passages, but it's passed over. Now, it's just like a word in the verse. It's, nobody ever goes after this word, um, so uh, it's more than a word, y'all, and it's really, really important, and it is a cause of so much stuff in our lives that we don't understand why we just can't get over. Why Why can't we get victory in certain areas? Or why does this certain pattern continue to happen? And uh, uh, just so many things. So we're going to uh, visit the topic of iniquity today. Um, and I, this is just a jumping off board. This, this subject goes so deep that um, it, it, you will need to, to spend some time, but once you understand what it is and what it does, you will want to spend the time to find out what is in your family line. Hmm. So, um, iniquity, iniquity. What what is it? So, etymologically speaking, iniquity means twisted or distorted, and it's anything that turns us away from God's straight and perfect path. So, 
Oh, no wonder they don't right talk about there. that in church. Because <laughs> they, they want their yeah, own path. You know? Yeah. So how do you well, spell iniquity? Yeah, just so know. so we know how to how do you spell it? So um, everybody knows. It's I N I Q U I T Y iniquity. So it originated with Lucifer, which it was Satan's name before he got kicked out of heaven. Um, and it caused his fall from heaven and the presence of God. I mean, he didn't just fall from heaven; he fell from the presence of God. Um, and so iniquity it does the same for us. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the substance of evil. It's, it's different from sin, but it causes every sin. Does, does that make mm-hmm. sense? It's, it's, iniquity is a root. Look at it that way. It's a root from which everything grows. Okay. So, so I've heard the expression dens of iniquity. Things. I mean, you don't hear the use, word used very often, but that's usually where you hear it or some other, some other uh, phrases. Yeah. Um, and, and there's a reason for that because uh, you you have iniquity that you have caused yourself, okay. you know, usually with our words um, mm-hmm. or or some action or, or or there's also iniquity that gets put on us. Use, trauma is is a really big door for iniquity to happen, especially um, if that trauma was caused by another person uh, to you. Um, so it's it's interesting to see how how this happens. So um, let's see what scriptures say because, you know, what I say will, you know, won't even get you a cup of coffee unless you've got the money to go with it. So let, let's, let's <laughs> leave opinion aside and let's see what God says um, about iniquity. And, and there's a lot of verses on iniquity, but basically I'm trying to get down to the root of things so that we can delve in a little bit deeper. Second Timothy 2.19 says, nevertheless, the solid foundation of God stands having this seal. The Lord knows those who are his, and let everyone who names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. That's hmm. a requirement. If you name Christ, you need to depart from iniquity, so we'll get into how we do that. James 3.6, and the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature. And it is set on fire by hell. Hmm. So that should give you a clue. What oh, we yeah. speak can bring forth iniquity. Okay. Um, Exodus twenty four through six: You shall not make for yourself a carved image, any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them, nor serve them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me, but showing mercy to thousands, to those who love me and keep my commandments. So idolatry is another form um, of how iniquity gets formed in our bloodlines. Because it's not just in our lives. It is literally in our bloodline. It's, It's part of the DNA in us um, through the fall. So how does one, and first off, it's really important to understand that that's not just an Old Testament verse in Exodus. That doesn't mean anything because it's Old Testament. There's, I cannot tell you there are countless churches today um, that believe you don't even read the Old Testament anymore. It's not for today that you only read the New Testament and if it's not in the New Testament, you don't go buy it. Hmm. 
So how does that work in Sunday school? How do well, you how teach do you, the children uh, how God formed the world and, and all that kind of stuff? Well, how do, do you have a New Testament? Testament? How do you have a New Testament unless you Thank have an Old Testament? Thank you. That's where, where right. did it come from? It, it is all part and parcel, folks. You cannot separate it. Yeah. That's funny. I just looked up iniquity. I was just say I looked up iniquity on, on my online dictionary, which is basically a leftist propaganda dictionary. Uh, it says immoral or grossly <laughs> un. It is left wing dictionary. Huh? Well, you should check out our our AI conversation we had yesterday, where we actually uh, with AI, and I put the conversation on my uh, on my Facebook page. It was really fascinating. Piaki's questions were were great. Anyway, uh, it says noun immoral or grossly unfair behavior. That's iniquity. There's no there's no mention of God or or church or religion or Christianity is, or anything. Go ahead. You know, that that's I'm going to call that out as a, as a falsehood and a lie. No, okay. no, that is not what iniquity is. So mm-hmm. a pox on that definition. Yeah, no, but but, but isn't um, it interesting that uh, that you specifically brought it up in its, its context with God, and they specifically left it God out of the, of the whole thing. In other words, grossly unfair behavior. There's a lot of words for grossly unfair behavior, but iniquity means something very specific. Right. And this is why it's so. This is why I wanted to raise that with you. Right. Well, I'm I'm glad you showed me that because that's just the just another falsehood that the world's trying to get you to believe. But anyway, um, so because this is really so deep. So number one, trauma. Number two, and these are not in order. Um, idolatry, and number three, uh, what we speak with our mouth. Okay, mm. a lot of iniquity can be found in that. But if you um, don't understand that this is literally in your bloodline. Someone back to Adam, okay, from now back to creation, someone in your bloodline um, made an agreement or did an act of iniquity. Hmm. Um, and Sins that's a legal binding hmm. document as far as Satan is concerned. And it, hmm. it's one of those gotcha moments. You did this. You said that. I'm claiming that, and it's now part of your gener- your entire bloodline, and when it suits me, in each generation, I'm going to go ahead and use it. It's a legally binding document in mm. the spiritual world. So mm. unless somebody breaks that agreement, it continues every generation. That's why they call it a generational curse in scriptures. So let's talk about... Um, what some some patterns, some symptoms that you may be noticing in your own life. So you can see, do you have iniquity in your bloodline? Okay? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to just take two of the most common, okay? Um, because it's specific roots of iniquity can be um, seen by recurring themes in your life and mm-hmm. the The major ones are chronic financial problems, Uh poverty and misery, land that does not produce fruit, and businesses that dry up for no apparent reason. So if you have... They got all those. (laughs) Yeah, well... You know, because someone back at, well, you, know, you all already know narcissism is in your family, oh, um, God, and that's yes. iniquity. Sorry, God, but yes. Right? Yeah, so, and corruption um, and greed and, uh, you know, I'll, I'll pick a sin. Wow. You know, it's there okay. somewhere. Oh, yeah. Right. Okay, well, then it needs to be broken with you. 
Because until somebody stands up to be the spiritual hero <laughs> in your family mm-hmm. line, it keeps going forward. Every generation after you is going to continue in it. Right. So let's, let's well, that makes a lot of sense. break that. Yeah. Yeah, the the allegedly happy people in my previous generations. We've got we've got all the all the the deadly sins: laziness, sloth, gluttony. You know, um, pick one: <laughs> greed, avarice, and it's all there. You know, okay, both well, sides. You know, back I, I, to the and guess what? You're and not the happy. only one with this in the family yeah. line. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I know I'm not the only one, but. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, I, but a lot of this so, makes sense of, of things I've lost for no reason, through no fault of my own, through uh, just like, what happened? <laughs> you know, must, yes. This, this and, starts w- to make sense When you're doing now. what you're supposed to do. Yeah. yeah. And, and this is what I've been finding. I've been talking to, you know, some people lately and, and no matter how hard they try, I mean, uh-huh. and they are trying. I, I'm talking putting the effort in, right? Yeah. They're oh, working I know. the I effort. That. And, yeah. and it just is not happening. So, I finally asked one of them um, who is like been really, really, really fighting being angry with God uh, mm-hmm. because no matter how hard, you know, they Why don't you be angry with God? put the effort in. Well, because th- that's what people do. If things don't work out, God is supposed to be, here's the religion. Okay. Here, this is uh, what okay. religion teaches. God is in control. And if you aren't doing something right, then he's angry with you. And he has taken his hand of blessing off of you, and, you know, you're just going to hell, you know, in a handbasket. And yeah. no. <laughs> no. So I should sell handbaskets. Just, uh, just a thought. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> okay. Um, so anyway, let, let's, let's just identify two of, of the major things that you know, uh-huh. people are going to go, <gasps> no. Yes. So <laughs> witchcraft. No. Okay. Witchcraft. Okay. Yeah. Curses caused by witchcraft. Let's see if witchcraft is in your family line. Okay, somewhere between Adam and you, somebody made an agreement with witchcraft if these are prevalent in your family. Not necessarily maybe not be in your life, but your brother, your sister, your parents, your grandparents, great-grandparents, whatever. I mean, or mm-hmm. it may even be in yours. So if you have witchcraft in your family line, that's an iniquity, a big iniquity. Okay. Um, you will also, including you know the ones that we just talked about, you will also have chronic or diverse illnesses, mm-hmm. fungus problems on your skin and nails, mm. fevers just mm-hmm. coming out of nowhere, um, accident prone. You'll have marital problems, including divorce and disloyal spouses, premature death and suicide in the family, Destruction, and that includes destruction of any kind. Just destruction is a constant thing. And defeat before your enemies. Any of these are in your family line um, oh, yeah. or in your life. Yeah. Woodcraft is there somewhere. <laughs> oh, interesting. Okay? Okay. So um, another thing that I discovered is in my family line, not proud of it. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Yeah. Apparently, that. Somewhere <laughs> is the iniquity of homicide. Oh, wow. So, that is interesting. Yes. And homicide is the root of the following curses. Accident prone, premature death and suicide, destruction, again, of all kinds, and also a wandering um, and vagabond spirit. Like you just can't settle anywhere. You're just going from place to place, being thrown out of one's own country, and living as an illegal alien in a foreign land. Huh. 
So very interesting and eye-opening. Yeah, something so, in my childhood where I was thrown around different countries. <laughs> okay. Yes, yes, yes. And I have lived in so many places I can't even remember them all, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I, I didn't understand why. But, you know, because somewhere in my family line is, is the iniquity of homicide. So what is the purpose of this, though? What is the purpose for God to, to pass these down through a family line? Is it an education thing that people need to break this to understand this cycle? What's, what's the reason behind it? The reason is because it, it visits every generation because nobody – he says, you can break this. You don't have to have this happen. You can it, – because it says if you claim Christ, you are to depart from iniquity. This is not to okay. be in your family line because huh. it's because we are born into a fallen world because of what Satan did and, and Adam and Eve blew it. Then um, they cursed – basically cursed everybody. Everybody is, is – is um, open to being cursed because that's, we're now in a sinful world. However, hmm. Jesus said, yeah, but my blood that was shed bought back your right to break that curse. So oh, okay. the blood of Jesus breaks the curse. We don't have to have iniquity in our bloodline. We don't have to live with the, the symptoms and the results of that iniquity in our bloodline any longer. Hmm. So and we can break it not only for us in our lives, um, but we break the curse for whoever made it in our family line um, and all the way forward to when Jesus comes back to every generation can be free of these iniquities. So it's important. God wants us free. Remember, we've always talked about that. The whole mm-hmm. purpose for Jesus to come was not just to pay for our sins, right? Um, and it, and which he did beautifully, um, uh, horribly, but beautifully. Yeah. Uh, but it was to set us free. So today we're talking about if you want to be truly free, you've got to get iniquity out of your bloodline. Now, is is there a way and, to trace the source of the iniquity, or is it something that you have to do yourself, or you just have to change your actions or, or follow Jesus more closely, or how, do, how does one do this? Well, first off, start researching your family lines. <laughs> And see yeah. if, if any of, of the traits even just mentioned here, you know, are, are in your family line. Um, but – and parents and all that kind of stuff. Because, you know, people don't do that anymore. I, I had well, I did when they were alive. I, I, I talked to them all the time. It's kind right. of interesting, actually. And I have such different ones right. from Canada and Australia. But uh, Australia was a little tougher. We had a little language barrier. But, uh, you know, hey, do what right. I could. And, yeah. and, and in my case um, – I have no clue because my dad was abandoned at birth in, in a bathroom in a boarding house in Kentucky. Wow. Um, and somebody heard him crying, you know, uh, and took him to the hospital where he was adopted. Um, so I have no clue what is in my father's original family line. Have you uh, done a, one of those Ancestry good. or 23andMe things, any of that stuff? Um, I, I did do the ancestry thing because, you know, my my dad's entire life, all he wanted to know was who his parents were and why they abandoned him. Did and you ever find we out? we never got to find that out. Yeah. No, but yeah. we did find some, some family in Kentucky uh-huh. um, through the, the DNA um, uh-huh. that I got in touch with. And um, nobody knows – of course, who is going to say, yeah, I abandoned my baby in, in a bathroom exactly. in a boarding yeah. house? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nobody's going to tell that at the family picnic, you know? Yeah, we don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, we have a great time here. We come in and upset our family for What's going on there with you? Sorry. Yeah. 
yeah. So, and, and some people that I contacted immediately said, no, that would have never happened in our family and cut me off. Um, of course. And other Nothing people ever happened said, to their family. It's the other people who no, are no, drinking, no. abusing drugs, you know, getting folks yeah. pregnant and getting pregnant. And it never happens in our family, you know, uh, you know, or, or stealing, robbing, no, our corrupting. Our perfect, yeah. Yeah, exactly. No one ever does securities yeah. fraud. No one ever does insider trading. No one ever does, uh, you know, extortion embezzlement. Yeah. Uh, it never happens. No, no one ever shoplifts. No, no one does any of these things. No, no, no one ever uh, cheats on taxes or, you know, speeds consistently. Of course not. We're all pure. Don't you know that? Of course. Yeah. Right. We it's, don't have well, idols. You know, we don't, uh, you know, we don't need that stuff. Witchcraft? And, huh, and speaking of that. Uh, Wait, I got my Wiccan meeting. I got to go. Really... I'm sorry. Hold on. No, I'm just teasing. <laughs> Um, people who are struggling financially will usually find that someone uh, back in, in the you know third and fourth generation back um, you know, mm-hmm. from one to fourth um, usually had dishonest dealings financially. Hmm. They they wronged somebody financially and never made oh, it I'm right. Sure, I'm so, sure that's in my family. Yeah, I would say big time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, so, I can only guess as to who, yeah, but just there's certain things I'll tell you off the air that uh, if I have another story to tell you, right. I have a lot of story to tell you off the air just based on what you've told me so far this morning. <laughs> but, uh, we 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 got to talk. Yeah. But uh, yeah, this, this yeah, makes a lot of sense now. So I feel like I'm 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 like yeah. paying penance for for you know multiple generations of abuse, and it sort of has come down to me. Yeah. Because talk about finan- yeah. chronically financially poor. I've been poor my whole life, and it's not for lack of trying. I can't tell you how many jobs I didn't get. And just saying affirmative action oh, isn't, isn't good enough, you know, and I'm, it's not like I'm a stupid person, you know, it's not like I'm not talented. It's not like I don't work hard, you know, uh, several jobs, you know, they call me the rock because I'm there, I do my job, you know, and, uh, but uh, even jobs I don't like, you know, and it's, but it's fascinating having never, you know, gotten a lot of things that people would consider normal, like being able to buy a house or being able to buy a car or having a somewhat you right. know, normal marriage. All these normal things people do going to the college that I wanted, you know, choosing the career that I wanted. I've had none of those things. Until now, right? You know, when I got to pick Action Radio, but even that's not supporting me yet. My website got hacked four times in the last week. Exactly. See, and but I don't blame God. Iniquity has left because yeah, iniquity yeah. has left the door open for these to happen. So huh. we're okay. going to break that, uh, right? Good. And then Thank you. Um, now here, here's the thing. Had enough. Here, here's the <laughs> um, if for an in-depth um, how-to book, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh-huh. Anna Mendez Farrell, um, I love her. She is, this woman has walked through hell and back, and she has got um, revelation from God on so many things that um, that she has paid dearly to get, okay? <laughs> and, well, that's the price. I've never read any of her books. Um, yeah, I, I, I highly, it's... highly recommend you, you read her, her stuff. But this particular okay. book that she did on iniquity will open your eyes to so many things, and she, she walks you through um, how to do this, you know, how to break this stuff in your line. And, um, but if you don't know Jesus, you're, you, you can't break it. That's the only thing that's going to break iniquity in the bloodline because mm. Jesus' blood, you know, pure, when, once you accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, um, God says, I exchange your sin for my righteousness. That's what he does. And so hmm. it's his righteousness of the Holy Spirit that washes us from the inside out. But you need to be a participant in this. <laughs> you need to be a willing participant to say, yes, mm-hmm. clean me up, you know. 
So yeah. that's what this including, you know, getting iniquity out of your bloodline is all about, but it can only be done through the blood of Jesus. So if, you're, if you have not uh, made Jesus the Lord of your life, then you need to do that because you've got to get rid of this stuff, and, and he wants you free. So um, let, me, let me just uh, – I did put the link to the book uh, by Anna Mendez Farrell on uh-huh. our Action Radio Oh My God page. Good. Uh, Thank you. Like 15 bucks. Is she able uh, to be on the get, show? Uh, uh, can you contact her by chance? You want to get her on? She speaks Spanish. Um, I don't. <laughs> but um, she has a translator. I could always ask. Um, we have Josie. And, and see if <laughs> Josie speaks can... Spanish. Better than she hey, speaks there English. you go. Uh, but Sorry, Josie. Just kidding. I would just encourage everyone because um, it, it's such a, a – a, broad and wide subject that you we don't have time for it on a half hour oh my god report so i would say please go check out the book called iniquity by dr anna mendez farrell and it's anna with one n a n a mendez and farrell is s-e-r-r-e-l-l so uh, i put the link on to her book on amazon you can also go on ebay and get it you can um uh, search whatever book club you're in and get it, I'm sure. But get this book. Once you have broken iniquity in your life, then you can go on to read some of her other books, which are just, just as awesome. Mm. But these are things you're not going to hear preached from the pulpit. This is stuff you're going to have to do yourself with the help of the Holy Spirit to get this out of your life, okay? So well, wait a minute. Just, what, what about the pulpit? Yes. What about the pulpit? How about the iniquity that the, the uh, priests and pastors and ministers are spreading from there? What what price are they going to have to pay? I wouldn't want to be in their shoes. Okay. Because you know what? They, they're they operating under the influence of iniquities that they don't even know about. Huh. Deception, lies, fornication, you know, all adultery, all kinds of stuff. They, they are, these are people who love God or else they would not have chosen the ministry. Trust me. <laughs> Unless yeah, it's not an easy path, yeah. You know, um, but there are so many hirelings that, you know, they're not in it because they love God. They don't even love God. They're not even saved. You know, <laughs> they're just like, oh, easy money. Okay, I'll just go and fleece the flock, you know. Sure. Um, and, and, yes, Guaranteed there are income, people who, nice who actually have wine. that yeah. mission. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, blind leading the blind. But, um, hmm. so these people are operating with iniquity in their own bloodlines and they don't understand it. So they just keep operating in it and they don't understand why their churches don't flourish and why, you know, they're having all these problems in the church and, and why they can't overcome their, their own stuff in their own life and the marital problems and all that kind of stuff. And they're, they, they love God and they're serving God. So why isn't anything working out? So <clears throat> if you are a pastor and this is you, check the iniquity in your bloodlines. Get this book, take it before the Lord, and say, show me where the iniquity is in my own life and show me where it has been put upon me by others in my life or in, in my, my family past. Because let me tell you something, the Holy Spirit can take you generations back and pinpoint exactly where it started. You don't even have to know these people. The Holy Spirit can tell you. He'll show you in a dream or a vision or, or he'll just drop a, a word of knowledge into your spirit and you know it ain't you. 
<laughs> oh, I've had a lot of things dropped yeah, into my yeah. mind during the course of this half hour. I, I can't tell you. I, I literally can't tell you right now, but I will. Um, yeah. Some people <laughs> have. A, Go ahead, Bianchi. Some people have generational curses. Well, that's what I'm saying. And they yeah. blow them on. Say that again. Um, <laughs> Yeah, some people have generational curses in their bloodline. They go all the way back to yeah. Africa. Yeah, and and beyond. <laughs> and and that's exactly many right, of the slaves, many Africans that came here had was cursed because they caused trauma, and they was cursed and they was expelled because they couldn't pay restitution, expelled or killed, depending. And um, well, those yeah. restitutions still exist today to their generational, uh, to those in their generational line. That's true. And, and also in Africa, you know, the idol worship was rampant. So, um, and, and Egypt well, they, as well. They, they worship they idols. They hadn't, that was way before in Christianity. What I'm saying is that you got blacks that's how it's a reparation. Well, they actually owe reparations to those tribes that their ancestors done harm and caused trauma to. Well, how about slavery? Yeah. How about uh, families that send their own family members into slavery? That's got to cost something. Well, yeah. that was because uh, that was because if I owed you five hundred dollars and I didn't have the money to pay you, I would give you one of my sons and you work them until the debt was paid off. Hmm. That was one way, yep. one form. <laughs> That was one. Thing, no, but I'm yeah. talking about uh, you know villages and families that sent slaves to other countries. How can you do that to your own family? Well, it was useless a lot of to it the family. Got rid of. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what I'm saying is, but the interesting, and I got Bonnie in line here. Let me make Bonnie's line live too, so I just don't surprise her. Um, but it seems like we have sins. Not only do you have your own sin to contend with. But you have the sins of other people you don't even know about and actions that you didn't know about, and yet you're still responsible for what someone else did that you have absolutely no control over. I'm looking at us going, eh, it doesn't well, but, seem quite fair to me, but yeah, but still. Well, I don't think responsible is, is the right word with that. Okay. All right. I'm saying God is saying that you are going to suffer the effects of it because it was not broken in your family line. But okay. he's saying you can break that. Through the blood of Jesus, you can break that iniquity in your family line, and it does not have to affect your life anymore, and it doesn't have to affect your seed going forward anymore. Hmm. 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 Bonnie, you want to get into so this? this is, well, I, I agree wholeheartedly with Wendy in the fact that when it comes to the family dynamics, breaking that chain is so important. We see that all over our world as an epidemic of just something as simple as abuse. When you see abuse yeah. in a family pattern being handed down generation to generation, you yeah. have to take the initiative to say, I will not allow that abuse to continue. And I speak as someone with tremendous experience in that. My brother and I both know very, very well the effects of a cloud in your family that you have to step up and say, I will not allow this to continue. It stops with me. You go, girl. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. Okay. Huh. All right. Let's. Uh, you got me thinking. Like I say, I hear your phone call to Wendy. This is going to be very interesting. Um, but uh, this is something. This makes a lot of. Well, this makes a lot of sense. 
you know, and that uh, things yes, that have exactly. happened. Because I, you know, purposely did not, you know, purposely led a good life, you know, by intention ever since I was a kid, you know. And so you think, right. you know, what, what do I do that's a good life, you know, compared to the, the stellar examples around me of what not a good life looks like? You know, so you start asking yourself, mm-hmm. but you don't have the direction. And, it, you know, uh, as you get older, you sort of learn more and more things. But uh, now, you know, it's, it, I've always felt this need to, you know, as they say, give back to the community. That's you know, it, it's like give back to the whole world, something. And I didn't know why, but now it makes sense. So there's a lot of things that I have to make yep. up for, you know, to get out of my bloodline. Right. Uh, a lot of things that have happened right. to me for apparently no reason. Unnecess- I call it unnecessary cruelty. So why did that happen? There was no reason for that to happen. You know, and I, could, I could give you several different examples. Of just right. uh, need, needless trauma, needless crises, needless things that were put upon me um, that shouldn't have happened. They certainly weren't my choice, obviously, but uh, we're just there. Uh, and it's like a lot of people will do that to you. The, the thing we should talk about, too, is that uh, the inequities that are in other people's bloodlines, they feel compelled to script your life, too. Right. Which is kind of interesting. Well, yeah, I agree. Yes. Bonnie can probably talk so about that, is, too. Yeah. Things to think about today, y'all. But if I'm telling, go get the book. Go go to the Action Radio Oh My God page. Click that link and get that book and start cleansing your bloodline. Um, yeah. And as always, I don't. Uh, I'm excited about Bonnie's segment, so I'm going to let her uh, get onto her segment with you. But I'm, uh, if you need to get in touch with me, you can get in touch with me through Facebook with Wendy Arthur or Art by Wendy Arthur or Dimensions Ministries. And as always. Bow now, avoid the rush. Absolutely. Amen. Uh, amen. Yeah, but we got to have you uh, work on your oh my God. You just can't say oh my God. You got to do it like a valley girl. Oh my God, report. Sorry. <laughs> Not on my watch. <laughs> Fine. We'll get the, maybe we'll get Bonnie, right, we'll get Bonnie to do it. Yeah, we'll work on it. All right, here we go. <laughs> There she sits, behind the microphone, a mild-mannered radio talk show host, news and weather person. But that's only part of the story. She's really a secret agent. Meet Bonnie Nesbitt, or as we address her, Bond, Jane Bond. Jane Bond travels the world incognito, trying to ferret out the world's most interesting stories and talking to the world's most dangerous people. So join us now as we go into the secret world of our secret agent, Bonnie Nesbitt, with her secret report, available exclusively on Action Radio. And now, Bonnie Nesbitt, also known as Jane Bond, with The Bond Report on Action Radio. I must have liked the sound of my own voice when I did that. It's probably about 10 seconds too long. <laughs> I got carried away. <laughs> On action radio. You know, so I was listening to, jeez, I, I, I think I was in a good mood when I made this anyway. So there we are. Good morning. Yeah. What's going on? Good morning. Jane Bond. Oh, like Secret everything, everything that could go on is going on, I believe. The world is always a crazy place. It gets crazier by the day. Okay. That's a good start. Now what? Yeah. <laughs> what, yeah what's right? bothering you the most? What's 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 out there? This. Oh, oh. Well, I have to I have to say something that made me literally laugh out loud was a headline that I came across regarding Hillary Clinton. She's always my favorite person to pick on. Anyway, I can't stand. Oh, please Hillary. do. We you know we don't pick on Hillary Clinton enough. <laughs> Not that you could talk about inequities in in the bloodline. I mean, how many people has she killed? <laughs> 
exactly. Uh, I'm sorry. I think you mean how many people has she suicided? That would be the more is, accurate. Is that a verb now? <laughs> how about I'm you making it one that? if it's not. I suicide, you suicide, he suicides, she suicides, we suicide, they suicide. It's a verb now, right? I mean, exactly. Conjugating would be, exactly. So, we'll just, so we have to get our, our, our conjugations proper. Okay, fine. I just want to know. Or yes. do you have personal pronouns? They suicide for everybody. I, they suicide. <laughs> therefore, I am. What? Therefore, Wait a minute. Therefore, I am. That's, that's just getting, I mean, that's as confusing as pronouns for anybody else, including the ones who want to become cake or an animal or whatever else. But yeah, definitely. Every conjugation of suicide out there. She's okay. definitely done it. And I'm sure that she's not the only one behind the Clinton saga that's done that. I, I just really like picking on her. I made a comment a while ago about Hillary and I, I posted this on, and this is back when Facebook, you know, I had a bunch of liberal friends, which I unfortunately had to, to uh, let go as they say from my site, because the more liberals I had, the more I was getting banned. And I knew some of them, and I didn't know who was obviously reporting me to Facebook oh. and complaining. Uh, and they, they used to set me up. They'd uh, make some outrageous comment about me being a Nazi or a terrorist or something like that. So, and I would say, no, prove it. What's going on? And then they accuse me of bullying to Facebook, and Facebook would restrict me. So they go you into saying something. So the, the leftist who does it, they don't get restricted. But uh, they, they get you restricted when you respond. Um, so it's really quite fascinating. Yeah. So, I said something, so I said, Hillary, Hillary, I said the reason Hillary will never be elected president is because men will never vote for her. Because she sounds exactly mm-hmm. like uh, all our ex-girlfriends and ex-wives. That's why. It's so true. It's so true. She really does. She's bitter. Like she is the embodiment of bitterness, don't you think? Like uh-huh. she could have she's her own coffee. Ex. It'd yeah, be the strongest perfect. coffee out there. She should pair up with Starbucks and do a Clinton blend. And it would be the absolute boldest and most <laughs> bitter tasting coffee you've ever put in your mouth. Mm-hmm. Can we get Mike Lindell to announce it? Sure. Uh, why not? The most amazing coffee. It's so good. It's incredible. It'll wake you up like nothing you've ever had before. We've tried it. We built it. Our, we tried it ourselves up here with a million people, and it's been great. I gotta work on my Mike Lindell impression. I'll have to do one someday. Yeah. <laughs> Study his voice. Well, and yeah. he needs he needs to tie it into after you've had a great night's sleep on my pillow. Have mm-hmm. a cup of bitter coffee, Clinton blend. That it just needs to go you together. Slept so wake well up last... to the full bitter. <laughs> you slept. You slept so well last night so on well. my pillow. Now it's time to wake up to a Clinton coffee. There you go. Just like That's a right. punch in the face. Just like a the shrieking. The best part of waking up is bold bitterness in your cup. <laughs> Get that voice in your head imprinted all day long. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, well, then we she needs good. to have Kamala come out and laugh alongside her. They can both be having their ex-wife well, party and to do sipping a, Clinton oh. coffee. You've got to you got both their, their laughs together in a soundtrack. You know, and, and yes. so, well, now we have, now we have the latest, Exactly. And now we have the latest torture tape from the CIA for the next Waco. We're all set. We have Kamala <laughs> Harris and Hillary Clinton laughing together simultaneously with opposing sine waves <laughs> to make it even more destructive to your psyche. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it would totally be torture. Yes, it would be torture. it's absolute yeah, exactly. torture. Yeah, so make, I can totally see that being a, a laugh track. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, you could make a commercial for that, but it could also be horror music at Halloween. <laughs> you would never get another trick-or-treater at your house again if that was on a laugh track nonstop. They would be so frightened that they would run the opposite direction through the fact that you might have king-sized candy bars. They're like, it ain't worth it, man. It's too exactly, much. Yeah. I can't handle it. I'm going to the <laughs> other just... neighborhood. Oh, my goodness. This is crazy. Well, send me an MP3. We'll see if it gets through this time. <laughs> um... for those <laughs> yeah, for good those luck with know. that, right? One of the many electronic yeah. problems yeah. we're having right now, besides the fact my website's been hacked for the fourth time in two weeks, 
um, is that mm-hmm. uh, MP3s apparently cannot be sent through the mail between email between Bonnie and me because whatever is happening is happening to all of us. So talk about iniquity. What, yep. what, what great sins are we paying for that we can't, uh, that my website keeps getting hacked in every, every few minutes? Yeah, really I, I'm here. guessing that the, the sin of free speech, that's about the only thing I can think of because apparently the left thinks that that is a sin, even though it's not. I have no idea why this keeps happening with technical issues. It makes zero sense to me because I can email other people that have nothing to do with live action radio and they receive it just fine, but you can't. Isn't that weird? Yeah, it's, it's extremely it's all weird. What's going on. Yeah. Speaking of extremely, I agree. Uh, the only other black guy on Martha's Vineyard uh, died uh, falling off a paddleboard into eight feet of water with a perfectly good flotation device right beside him. Would you care to explain that? How? How do you explain that? I don't know. I mean, is that is that a default of the American education system? You literally have a lifesaver at your side, and you choose to not use it because you don't know what it is? In eight feet <laughs> of water. Or you're not you aware? Have, you, you could have submerged, kicked the, the, the bottom, burst up in the, in the mm-hmm. water, taken a breath, and, you know, worked your way back down again, kicked yourself up again. How, you, right. <laughs> sorry. You know, and then walked ashore. But yeah. it just seemed yeah. – but. Uh, well, of course, my question was that the Internet wouldn't answer is how many of uh, uh, Obama, the Obama employees on Martha's Vineyard are black? Because Michelle is single-handedly trying to take the entire federal government uh, and uh, turn it into a government of black women, and, which is quite fascinating. Although they picked a, a white guy to run something. Oh, I think the Border Patrol. <laughs> the one place where you don't want – Border Patrol? You know, uh, yeah, the one place you want somebody Hispanic who speaks Spanish as a native is the southern border, right? And so, so the one place they want diversity, they, they pick the white guy for the one job specifically, you know, not qualified, probably doesn't even speak Spanish. I just find that funny. But anyway, but that's Martha's Vineyard. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, I was just, yeah. you know, or as I used to call it, Mighty Whitey Island. All right. So on Mighty Whitey Island. Mighty Whitey Island is the perfect name. Yeah, exactly. So, so how many black people are employed by the, the former black president or thereabouts? I'm just curious. I don't know. I can't I find honestly out. don't, but I, I, I can't imagine it's very many. I just can't. Well, how many employees does he have or she have? I mean, they used That's to be catered to because they, li- they lived in the White House, right? So White House, everything gets catered. You know, every, every whim, everything you sure. want. You, know, you want, you want, uh, you know, uh, Hawaiian Kona coffee at four in the morning. They will fly it in on Air Force, you know, 12 or whatever's, you know, spare. Uh, they just do stuff. <laughs> you know, it's amazing. They sure um, do. Yeah, so, yeah, and then they'll sit there and, and the tell us that we need electronic vehicles. They can't. They <laughs> well, can't we'll talk about electronic their own. vehicles. Yeah. Pianchi, what was your comment? Mm-hmm. You know, Clinton, uh, Clinton's cook got killed, too, but uh, Obama's cook was banging Michelle while he got killed. What? Oh, no, you're kidding. Really? How would you hear that? I haven't heard that yet. This is great. Look at it. She would choose him over Barack if it got down to it. He's more manly, more mas- uh, muscular, more masculine, should I say? Well, you know, no one's ever <laughs> accused Barack Obama of being manly. <laughs> we can't go that far. I mean, he, he's he's almost mm-hmm. as sensitive as Bill. You know, who we don't really accuse of being manly either. Um, but that's kind of fun. Democrats in general. I mean, how many manly Democrats are there? Robert Francis Kennedy, the guy uh-huh. who works out, does push-ups. You know, I mean, he's a, he, he's a dude. But other than that. So he was either banging Michelle or he might have been banging Barack. You know, it was one of the two. <laughs> so I just say he was a personal chef. The only question is how personal. And did I bet you Michelle didn't eat the school lunches she forced on everybody else. Guarantee you. Oh, no doubt. Mm-mm. 
But I just find it interesting. No. Now, wait a minute. There's a, there's a Gateway Pundit article on this. Let me see if I can uh, pull that up real quickly here. And uh, da, 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 da. Oh, I've got, I've got border state stuff on Texas we can do in the third hour. Uh, i got a bunch of news stories. We're talking about uh, Matt Gates you know, basically plagiarizing my bill <laughs> you know, on, uh, on uh, illegal aliens. Uh, that's not the one I want. Where's the, where's the one I want? Uh, Gateway Pundit. Did you see that one, Bonnie? I, think, I don't know if I sent it to you or not. Which one? Gateway Pundit. On the, they got uh, pictures of um, the chef. I've forgotten his name. You know, taking swimming lessons. Uh, and then no, uh, you did not. No. That Are you, you're talking about Safari Campbell? Yeah, that's the guy. So where did he no, come from? You didn't never heard of him me. before. Yeah. So uh-uh. was it, never heard of is him. Is there an autopsy report, or is there? Is there? I mean, how do they figure drowning in eight feet of water with a flotation device? I, I don't know if there's an autopsy report or not. I can't find anything on it, so I'm sure that it's speculation. I like huh. Bianchi's statement that he was banging the cell, and that's probably why he had to go. But <laughs> who knows who actually did the deed? <laughs> well, well, and actually, and who would Obama, you know, hire to do it? I don't know. Oh, this is interesting. I mean, everything is. is it is interesting. Is, there's, there's cameras everywhere now. So uh, is this on on camera somewhere? Well, here's what's interesting. Here's an article I found. Uh, the strange death of Hawaii's Department of Health Director, Loretta Fuddy. I don't know if you guys remember that. This is from the World Tribune. Uh, Tuesday, July 20th. No, what's the date on this article? Uh, this is a little earlier. This is the controversy uh, swirling around President Obama's birth certificate simply will not die. Take a recent plane crash in Hawaii. This is one of these interesting little things. Some facts are so striking they require further examination. On December 11th, 2013, a small plane in Hawaii on a routine flight in the middle of the day taking off amidst a clear blue sky, suddenly experienced catastrophic engine failure, according to the pilot, Clyde Kawasaki, or Kawasaki, excuse me. Shortly after the plane soared Kawasaki. from... Go ahead. No, 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 Was go that? ahead. Kawasaki, yeah. I guess it's the motorcycles. Motorcycle family? Hey, Clyde, dude, obviously you can't fly. Anyway, shortly after the plane mm-hmm. soared from Kalaupapa, Molokai, uh, Mr. Kawasaki heard a bang and the engine died. At that moment, all nine passengers faced imminent and inexplicable death. Well, Pianchi and I are both pilots. If you get a single engine airplane, you know, it's got wings. It glides. It's got a glide speed. Gear up, gear down. It's got a glide speed. Losing an engine, uh, unless you're like, you know, 10 feet off the ground, uh, is, is usually survivable. I lost an engine on a, on a, on a flight with a student because he did something really stupid. Shut the engine off. <laughs> well, you know, it could be, he caused car bites. Pianchi will understand when I say that... Uh, um, he tried to push the throttle and the car repeat in at the same time on a Cessna, which causes instant carb ice. Anyway, carburetor ice is what shuts down a lot of small plane engines. Um, and he learned that from instructors trying to save time. I said, yeah, you, you didn't save time. You shut our engine off, dude. So we're spiraling down, gliding, you know, and I got uh, the carb heat on and I got the engine restarted after about 3,000 feet of gliding down. You know, we're at six, we're down about three. And any lower, I was going to declare an emergency. Um, but we were in over an airfield. You know, we had an abandoned, uh, uh, in fact, Hamilton Field, and this is in uh, San Francisco Bay. It's 8,000-foot former runway used by B-17s on their way to uh, the Pacific. So we had plenty of runway, but, uh, I mean, you lose an engine, you glide. You try and get it restarted. If it doesn't restart, you declare an emergency and you land. But everybody, every pilot knows mm-hmm. that. So why would this one suddenly, you know, have a, you know, people, th- people think, perception-wise, well, if you lose the engine, you're dead. No, you've got wings, you've got weight, you've got lift, thrust, drag, and uh, all that other kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. 
<laughs> Back to the article. Yeah, due to the remarkable skill of the pilot. Oh, here we go. He had been flying since the age of 14. Ha, me for 12, so I beat you by two years. He had been flying since the age of 14 and had flown glider planes for many years. He was able to make mayday calls and also land the plane safely on the water. In other words, he ditched. Okay. According to witnesses, all right, wait, let's get to the good stuff. All nine passengers at this point escaped death, not once but twice. The landing had been smooth enough, and they were not trapped in the, in the blue. Okay. Okay. Okay, so then the choppy waters. Okay, one passenger. No, there's, I haven't even read this article, but I was, I was hoping to get to the good stuff. Let's get to the good stuff. Let's get to Loretta Fuddy. How does she fit? So the good stuff is way at the bottom of the article. Come on, guys, you can do a bunch of nonsense here. Oh, here we go. The pilot, Mr. Kawasaki, also sent a press conference. He didn't understand how she died. Okay, here we go. So the only person who died was Loretta Fuddy. This is where it gets interesting, right? Um, let me see if we should back up a little bit here. Uh, May 14, 2013, Chief Investigator of Maricopa County Cold Case Posse Lieutenant Mike Zvilo pursuing a criminal investigation of Paul Davidson. Oh, yeah. So basically, uh, Obama's birth certificate was declared a forgery. Uh, I had Joe Arpaio on the show. He declared it a forgery. Uh, apparently, this guy, Chief Inspe- Investigator of Maricopa County, declared it a forgery, uh, 100% forgery. Uh, and this is eight months after the stunning revelation, News Fuddy died. She declared it wasn't a forgery. She declared it was real. Well, this is interesting. How exactly did she die has yet to be explained. So she's on the airplane. She dies. Everybody else lives. How did that happen? I'll have to read this over in detail. But uh, that's one of those missing, you know, hmm, how did that happen questions? Right. Right. Well, I agree. Well, and, and also, this is actually the second White House chef to die by drowning. Did you know that? Uh, tell me. So, who's, so who's the first? Walter Sheeb, if that's how you say his last name, Sheeb, Scheib, S-C-H-E-I-B. S-C-H-E-I-B, Walter Sheeb, former executive chef. He was in the administration of both Clinton and George W. Bush, but he drowned accidentally in 2015 after huh. a hike in Taos, New Mexico. So it wasn't Martha's Vineyard, it was New Mexico, but he also drowned. But. So, so I don't think I'd ever want to be a chef for the White House. How do you drown in Taos, New Mexico? It's, it's the driest place on earth. It's like 7,000 feet elevation. I've been there. Not a clue. Not a clue. But he was on a hike, so maybe he found a puddle, and they suicided him <laughs> near the puddle. <laughs> I mean, anything up there is going to flow down. I mean, there, there's no water in Taos, New Mexico. We found the one pond where they get this, he came across a bucket and suddenly he stuck his head in it. I don't know. Maybe they gave him the boldest coffee on earth and he just couldn't take it. And so he drowned that in it be. with yeah. Hillary's, Hillary's coffee. What if it's so strong it stops your heart? Think about it. Mm. That's true. That's, yeah. that's an interesting concept. It could just get your heart rate so high up. Yeah. Uh-huh. I could definitely the, be. The, well, the and, ultimate, and ultimate guess, stimulant. Go ahead. No, I was fine. Yeah, the ultimate stimulant. Yeah. In, in 2015, climate change was starting to be pushed as the ultimate new idea that it was getting really, really bad. So maybe uh-huh. maybe he drowned before Taos became so dry. Like maybe it used to be the wettest place on earth. And now suddenly in 2023, because of climate change, it's the driest place. <laughs> well, so we look back and say, how did he drown in Taos? It's so dry. Well, apparently in 2015, climate change wasn't as bad, so there was more water. How do you drown in eight feet of water? I mean, you can drown in two feet of water. I mean, you know, but I mean, technically, yeah. but how? There's something wrong here. But who's going to investigate it because they're Democrats? There's definitely... Yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. If anybody's going to investigate, they're not going to bring anything to light. 
We have no. found that to be true over and over again as you look at every single crime that has been committed by the Biden family. Yeah. We got uh, Marco in the Netherlands says, what do you think of the people online saying it's not Michelle, but Big Mike? Um, I heard a pretty authoritative guy uh, talking about Michelle is actually female. You know, she's not a dude. Um, and right. so, uh, which makes sense to me. I mean, she doesn't strike me as, as a dude trans like, uh, like the, the Surgeon General, who is definitely a dude, uh, and some of the other folks. But um, that's just, you know, the, we talked about this, I think we talked about this Tuesday with, with Josie, and it's something you and I should talk about. There's a lot. They even dispatched the, the uh, Coast Guard for really? eight foot pond. Well, it's not, it couldn't have been a big hmm. boat that got there. I mean, it must have been a raft, like a little inflatable or something. It, no, I mean, it was a helicopter. Oh, okay. well, that makes sense. Yeah, they don't have to worry about it. So, so it was how close was he to Obama's property? Well, it couldn't have been too far. Yeah, and like you, I say, how many black people are on Martha? How many, how many black people are on Mighty Whitey it, Island anyway? I believe it was only a hundred feet from what I was seeing in the article from shore. Yeah, okay, so, yeah, and, and Barack would be about and Michelle. That'd be about it. I mean, there's a reason. <laughs> there's a reason. Yeah, when, uh, is, it's like white liberal. Clinton Island. Cooked, uh-huh. When you have Clinton cooked mysteriously die like that, so what I hear, then Obama uh-huh. something's going on. Well, cooks are like like your your barber or hairstylist. They're like they know everything. Your bartender, in the case of certain uh, people. Um, you know, your, your psychologist, you ever see a movie called the president's analyst with James Coburn? It's like a seventies or late six. Oh, it's a classic. James Coburn plays uh, the president's psychologist and he knows everything the president knows. So he becomes his target for all these spies from around the world. And they're all trying to either get him or kill him, <laughs> kill him. So he doesn't tell the secrets, uh, or, or get him so they can learn his secrets. It's a hysterical film, but it's really, it's, it, you know, it's political satire like you wouldn't believe. And so I'm not going to tell you any, but you've got to watch The President's Analyst. But um, who knows as much about the presidents as the presidents themselves, the chefs, you know, the, 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 the housekeeping staff, um, who else, the event planners, the Secret Service, they know. Secret Service, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but the Secret Service carries guns. It's a little hard for them to, you know, off their own Secret Service agents. But sure. the chef, hey, put on a paddleboard, eight feet of water. What, was, was the weather bad? <laughs> you know, I mean, did you just fall off or something? I mean, this is, this is so ridiculous. It's funny. So we're spending almost half an hour on Maybe it. Maybe Sharknado. Could have been Sharknado. Michelle was messing with him. He was messing with her. I said she was going out to him while Barack was gone. That's interesting. Do they have a pool boy? I don't know. Or oh, pool girl. It's usually the pool boy or the group. <laughs> I think those pool boys. I don't think they have many girls. You know, or, or how many women are, are pool boys? Not that many, I don't think. Not that many. Like I a, don't think. Sounds like a like a dude profession. There's still certain professions that well, you know. Most nurses are still women. Most pool boys are still guys. Certain professions have, uh, you know, roofers are generally dudes. <laughs> Generally illegal at that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, well, uh, uh, something funny I was going to make earlier. Um, when Pianx, uh, I don't think about what it was. Oh, yeah. The, uh, have you heard of this, this climate change nonsense? This is the hottest summer we've ever had. You know, and, That's uh, exactly what I was opening up with when I mentioned to you about Hillary Clinton. That's exactly oh. what she said. She, she's directly blaming MAGA Republicans for climate change. She tweeted it. Really? 
And, and how, how do we do yeah. that exactly? How do we change the climate well, exactly? Well, so, so essentially what she's in a roundabout way trying to imply is that MAGA Republicans are standing in the way of all of the leftist agenda to control climate change and get it back where it needs to be. In other words, uh-huh. rectify the world. So because MAGA Republicans stand in the way of that, we apparently are directly responsible for the fact that July 4th was the hottest day in over 100,000 years, breaking a record. So, well, considering they don't keep records you, back in 100,000 years. Yeah, how would they know that when they don't yeah. keep records like that? Exactly. You know who exactly. does keep but records that's... like that? Yeah. No, there <laughs> no. actually there is. There are folks who do keep, you know, you know who keeps records like that? The climate geologists. The people the that study uh, glaciers. Yeah. And they go down uh, right. thousands of feet into, into ice that's, you know, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the fact that she that... would directly sit there and uh-huh. basically say it's, it's MAGA people's fault that Phoenix is having record hot temps. Summer, it's July in <laughs> Phoenix, Arizona, Hillary. Hmm. I'm sorry. Have you not visited the state of Arizona in the past, I don't know, decade? It does get hot. My brother-in-law actually lived in Tucson for a while, and I can remember him telling me stories over 15 years ago of cars the paint will peel up off of the roof from the heat after a few years of use in Arizona. That's that's totally normal. It's really? Arizona. It's desert. Yeah. Go ask a, a some person from Mexico. They'll tell you. Arizona, Texas, New Mexico, everything that's up that far is just as hot. So it's not unusual to have record-breaking temps in the state of Arizona. But, you know, there's got to be a scapegoat. So blame MAGA Republicans. And her whole statement was, hot enough for you? Thank a MAGA Republican. Or better yet, vote them out of office. Sure. <laughs> I've, okay. I always hated that expression, that, hot that enough. Makes perfect sense. You know, is it hot enough for you? What, what does that mean? You know, either way you answer that, it's, just, it's a stupid question. Why, yes, it's hot enough for me. Now right. what? You know, no, it's not hot enough for me. I'd like it hotter. You know, what kind of idiot asks a question like that? <sighs> anyway, right? but, uh, but the thing is that these people never get challenged. If I, and I'd love to challenge them. Uh, in fact, we've had Gregory Wrightstone on a few times. He, he's too busy now. He, he's the, he's the, the head of the CO2 coalition. So he's constantly engaged in, in other media. Um, but for a while, it's kind of fun to have him on. And we talk about stuff like this. It's like, you know, when someone says, well, it, it's climate change. Well, okay, so how is climate change caused? Well, CO2. Really? How much CO2 is in the atmosphere? Oh, I don't know. How about less than half a percent? Oh, that's not much. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. And how does less than half a percent reflect anything back to the earth? If that's your theory, that, uh, you know, carbon dioxide is like this big, you know, armor shield that's reflecting all this heat back into the earth and yet allows it to pass through. Well, you can't. And, of course, my example is the colander. You know, you, you put, uh, you know, if you got point, you know, 4%, in other words, less than half a percent coverage in the bottom of your colander, how much spaghetti are you going to save when you pour a bunch of spaghetti in? Not a whole lot. Nope. Yeah. You know, and so the, but if you ever challenge these, but you see, they never allow you to challenge them. They never allow you to question them. They always make statements and just assume. You know, fires in the summertime, you know, you know what causes the most heat in, in, in Phoenix, Arizona? It's pretty simple. It's the asphalt. Well, you know, sure. You, 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 you go outside. And... Yeah, it's blacktop. You mm-hmm. go outside. It's, it's roads. It's the parking lots. It's uh, the buildings. It's everything. You yeah. go 50 miles outside of Phoenix, so you get in the desert. You know what happens in the desert at night? It cools. Yes, it does. All that, yeah. heat, all, that, all that heat radiates away, especially on the clear nights. But, in, in, but because right. the asphalt heats up during the day, it retains the heat. It's like, it's like stones in a fire. You know, they, they're glowing hot for hours and hours. Stolen. Go ahead, Jackie. 
Jackie? As the sun burns up its helium fuel, its circumference expands, and soon one day will engulf Mercury, then the Earth. Uh, yeah, the Earth will be gone way before it, it, it engulfs it. So yeah. if it's expanding, if it gets just a micro centimeter, the temperature is going to rise here on this planet and any other planet. So you think that's that the rise? Can't in, stop. Well, the the question is: Is there actually a rise though? Because the hottest time uh, in the last hundred years was the 1930s. It was interesting that the, the depression, the rise of of the of some of the worst dictators in world history, you know, Hitler, Mao, and uh, Stalin, uh, and Tojo, all happened. You know, during the warmest period of the 1900s, the 1930s. That's kind of interesting. You know, if it's warm well, now, we've got all these, you know, world terrorists, and, and we have a communist government here. Is that a, is that a coincidence? I don't know. Pianki? It's inevitable that the, the sun will engulf the earth. I mean, it's going to happen. Yeah, I but mean, it's not going to happen anytime it, soon. It's, it's, we, there's a lot yeah, of helium. It, yeah. It's a lot closer to happening today than what it was a month ago. And when you're talking about something that humongous, just a micro closer, it's just like when you're being tortured. They bring the hot iron closer and closer, and the closer it gets to you, your tongue loosens up and you begin to talk. Okay, I'm 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 missing the analogy here between the hot iron and uh, and the climate change. So are you thinking that the, the heat? Right, but is the sun expanding? But I, I question that though. Has anybody measured? an actual increase in the sun or an increase in solar radiation or in a cooling period, according to everything I've read. We've got the modern minimum. We've got the, the, some Dawson cycle. We've got some other things that I've forgotten about. But uh, the solar flares are down. The sun's energy is down. And it goes through cycles like this. So we've got a 20-year uh, yeah. like a, a cooling period between 2030 and 2050 or something like that. So how, how is well, it well, – it doesn't make sense that the, the you know, and, and here's, what, here's what I know, too. Whenever they measure the climate, there's always a range. They always give you a range of, of uh, you know, temperatures. Well, the, the uh, climate alarmists, the crazy people, uh, always give you the top of that range. Or if there's a margin for error, they always give you the top. And in the margin for error, if you, you like the bottom, it looks like we're cooling. The middle looks like it stays the same. And the top of the range looks like the earth is warming. Well, they always take the news that uh, gives their propaganda. You know, that's how they said the vaccine was safe and effective when it wasn't, but they gave you information based on a fraudulent study um, as to how they did it. Well, you know, <laughs> you know. I remember winters when I was a kid that the snow was so high when you walk it down the sidewalk after plowing, I couldn't see the streets. Hmm. But I haven't seen winters like that since I was a kid. But the fact is, is mm -hmm. that that action is going on with the sun. And then once the effects is felt, they can accuse it to blame it on anything. They can blame it on climate change. They can blame it on Saint Nick, whoever the heck they want to. They just chose <laughs> so the question is change. the question is does driving your SUV make the planet hotter? And I would say no. There's not enough. In fact, there's a lot of evidence, both from the the, the, uh, the original head of Greenpeace and a bunch of folks are saying that we need more carbon dioxide. We need more nitrogen in the air. We need because we need the fertilizer. You know, we need the plant food. And so the carbon dioxide is not making the planet warm up or cool down. It's, it's a question of whether the plants have enough to breathe or not. And the fact that we had the Industrial Revolution, hold, hold on a second, we had the Industrial Revolution at a time in the 1800s when the CO2 was at a dangerously low level, it was like 180 parts per million. 150 parts per million, this is when the plants start dying. 
So we're only we're 180 parts per million, which is damn close to that. And if it were not for the Industrial Revolution, uh, switching from whale oil, this is also saved the whale too, um, to the internal combustion and the steam engines, and, and we start pumping carbon dioxide back into the air, then we would have a, you know, life might have already ended. So you want to talk about divine intervention. Those that don't believe in intelligent design don't you know, and you want to blame God for all our problems, as we were talking about with Wendy. How did the Industrial Revolution come along at the exact right time and the internal combustion engine at the exact right time when we needed a whole bunch more carbon dioxide in the air? We basically saved ourselves. Right. right. Explain that well, one the, to climate scientists. One thing, one thing for sure, the densification of the, of the Sahara in Africa has called climate change. Because an area that was lush and green with foliage and so forth, and even lakes, now it's nothing but sand. So that's a reflection of the sun, which is called the weather pattern. You know all hurricanes begin off the west coast of Africa coming in. Right, today. right, yeah. Yeah, hurricanes are interesting, but the, the Sahara is greener than it used to be. There's a, the, uh, the Australian deserts are greener. Not, not the Sahara. Sahara is not greener. Let me check it. I think the reports are, I know Australia is greener. In fact, that's one of the big revelations of the last little while, that uh, things have been getting greener. Sahara is green. My wife is getting ready to send one to you. Oh, good. More CO2. Let's find out. So uh, those things do have effect, but for... Uh, Econ- for monetization purposes, they choose to bring about and accuse everything, like Joe Biden and his ignorance is accusing the hot water heaters. What about the gas-fired well, hot water heaters? And, ga- you know and gas only light when the water flow? Okay, so what's the real reason behind it? Uh, here's one from Climate Science News study. Uh, this is by Ethan Huff. 9-21-2021, so this is about three years old. Excess CO2 is greening the planet, not killing it. So it did not get much coverage at the time, but a 2016 study found that carbon dioxide emissions are good for the planet and have helped to green it over the past 30 years. Contrary to what climate alarmists say, greenhouse gases are not destroying our Earth. Some 32 authors from 24 institutions in eight countries agree that roughly 70% increase in CO2 that has entered the atmosphere over the last several decades has helped the planet rather than hurt it. The amount of vegetation growing in the earth has been increasing uh, every uh, year for the last 30 years. And that's from Climate Depot. That's Mark Moreno. You know, so this is the, uh, you know, it's all here. What's it? Go ahead. Go ahead, Bonnie. I was going to say what's interesting about the fact that it's greening, and, and this, is, this is something that they also, I think, are neglecting to talk about. Where uh-huh. does oil come from? Where do we get petroleum from? decaying plant matter that has sat there and organically composted Uh and it eventually becomes petroleum. If Uh the planet is greening because of the greenhouse gases that are being emitted and we're getting more green plants that are eventually going to die and decay, are we not increasing our production of petroleum down the line? Are we Uh not self-replenishing that resource that we have within our own earth? Instead yeah. of depleting it and saying, oh, no, we have to convert to electric. There can't be any more petroleum. We're going to run out in 2035. <laughs> and what do no, you generate the electricity? The <laughs> you know, all they're, all they're doing well, is switching from argument. direct power to electric indirect power, which is generated by coal, oil, natural gas, and uranium, the organic fuels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, the argument petroleum is, is produced at the mantle of the earth. It's natural occurs. Yeah, listen to that. 
Um, in fact, I talked to Gregory Rateson about that. He, he doesn't go with that theory. There's a the theory of, of biotic oil, which is, in other words, organic materials, you know, compressed and heated uh, that form hydrocarbons, which is what oil is. Um, and uh, the abiotic theory, which means the earth just makes it naturally. Well, I'm, I'm not convinced because the earth naturally makes everything else. So why wouldn't the earth naturally make oil? I mean, the earth has hydrogen and carbon in it as natural elements. You know, I mean, how do diamonds get made? Well, you know, how do anything get made? I got a family of petroleum engineers. My grandson is the youngest one. And okay. they go with uh, the abiotic. Okay. Well, let's get them on. Let's get some information on it. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, the earth makes everything else. How do you, there's 93 elements in the periodic table. Okay. How do you explain any of them if the earth doesn't make them? Well, they just kind of, we're just got here. Right. <laughs> you know, I right. mean, uh, it doesn't make sense. Now, the key thing, the uh-huh. key thing is that it, the pressure has to be released. It's always you got oil and sulfuric gases coming up through the bed of the sea, comes up right. through the water and bubbles up right into the air. It happens. You can't stop it. Uh-huh. It happens. Yeah, Santa Barbara is a typical example. Everybody thinks that the oil in the beaches uh, is from the oil, uh, the derricks, the, the big towers out there, uh, the drilling towers. No, it just bubbles up from the, from the earth. There's so much oil under Santa Barbara, under the ocean in Santa Barbara, that it just bubbles up. It's just got to go somewhere. You know, so if we don't drill it, yeah, take it out, the earth is going to get rid of it anyway. Yeah, exactly. It comes up through the ground. Look at those. Uh, Jed Clanford, what did he do when he's out in the backyard shooting some food? Up to the ground, came up crude Texas tea. Those are true. <laughs> you know, yeah, but that's how they found oil in Pennsylvania and Texas. It was literally there. It was coming up from the ground. There was so much oil. We have so much oil in this country. So let me ask Bonnie. Let's, let's, let's get to what's behind this. Who benefits um, from converting us to what I call monoelectricity, uh, a one energy system? Who benefits? I would first and foremost say on a smaller scale, it's the companies that are producing. So any, any manufacturer who wants to put out an electric vehicle, first and foremost, that's the low guy on the totem pole. He's going to benefit from selling more vehicles. Ultimately, more, more tax, if you will, is going to get paid into the government. So the government looks like, oh, we're going to get more income off of this as well. There's lobbyists as well that are going after that as another no, source no of income cars. and increasing their own pockets. Climbs up the totem chain all the way to the person who ultimately wants to have control Mm -hmm. and say, you're not allowed to use any other resource except what I tell you. And then the price can be whatever they want it to be. I literally explained this lesson to my son in the car two days ago because he was asking me when I saw gas go up. I paid $3.30 a gallon. I turned around and a half an hour later at a different station, like two miles away, it was $3.75. Just that fast. And And I, I, he's, he's basically saying, Mommy, why is gas getting so much more? Because I commented as I'm driving by, like, holy cow, gas went up 40 cents. Mommy, why does that happen? And so I started it from an 8-year-old's perspective. I'm like, okay, well, when there's increased demand, there's increased cost. Well, what is demand? Why are people shouting that they need things? I'm like, not that kind of demand. <laughs> Going into a basic economy lesson about what is supply versus demand. And then I had to explain to him how lobbyists go to DC and they fight for more money to line their pockets. And ultimately the president is getting profit and and it all goes upwards to where control over the masses becomes the ultimate goal. Mm -hmm. So this is what I've seen too. And I agree with you, but the way I explain it is that electricity is the only energy source that's pure government because they're all government Mm -hmm. utilities. You know, whether it's a coal plant, oil plant, natural gas plant, or a nuclear power plant, it's all government-owned. 
and the government gives you your power, and they have these smart meters. And the smart meters are not there to, to have you use your power more intelligently. They're there to regulate how much power you get. You know, and this well, is what people don't understand that, is that – hold on a second. In California, we had you know, they have what they call rolling brownouts and rolling blackouts. They literally shut down right. neighborhoods you know, at different times of the day, especially in the summertime when they're using too much air conditioning, saying you can't use it. We're not going to let you use that power. So rather than have a situation where the – and the oil companies, if they had a situation where they had a greater demand for gasoline, they're going to refine more gasoline. They certainly got it. Mm-hmm. You know, but why would you put it in the storage tanks and, you know, unless it's needed? So they don't. So when there are times of low demand, they don't, make, they don't refine as much. In high demand, they do. But the government doesn't work that way. They work just the opposite. During high demand, they shut you down. Low demand, you know, I, I guess they give it to you and, and, and charge you less for it. They're trying to build up, you know. But there comes a point where instead of at high demand, they sell you more of it and make more of it. They don't do that. They just shut it down because it's the government, because they don't have the profit motive, because they don't have the incentive, because they don't have the, the reason to uh, supply it. So, that, so the power grid can only handle so much power. And when it exceeds that, it's done. But that's the problem with power. If you have your electric car, then we even tell the Californians, you know, you got to drive an electric car, and now we're not going to let you charge it. It's, it's the perfect government trap. That's the problem. That's why absolutely. electricity is, is dangerous, because it gives the government absolute control of You can never have one energy source. Competition and freedom work. A free market means multiple choices. So in some ways, we could actually go after the government on antitrust violations by restricting the power to one source of power, them. Wouldn't that be interesting? Yeah, well, and, and obviously they want to exempt themselves. Federal government don't own the powerhouse. They try to regulate them. But they, but they regulate, regulate them. Though, so, yeah, but they're public utilities. They, they they're not private utilities. Why, why don't we have private utilities? No, why don't we have private power some plants? Of them are private. Some of them are in Missouri is private. Well, that's good. So what happens with them? Do they have blackouts? Do they make more power when they need to? Can they just, you know, crank up the turbines and crank up the the generators, the dynamos, and just make more power? Well, the the, the they don't crank up the turbines. Turbines have to run at a certain speed in order to maintain the cycle. We run off a sixty cycle here in the United States. Other air places in the world runs off of fifty cycles. That's the the period of time that. Your direction of your current flow changes per second, but uh, the the power is there. You can leave your fan on all night, and you're not gonna, you know, it's there. So the private power company is is doing is able to supply power consistently to its customers, right? This is interesting. Until it's <laughs> until it's saturated, the more subdivisions and homes you build, then they have to start considering building another powerhouse. Like uh, in Missouri, they built Callaway, which is a nuclear power uh, plant. And that was when years was that? ago when they built that. Was when was the last time we had a power, nuclear power plant built? Yeah. yeah. You know, the yeah, cheapest, you know, powerhouses usually only last 40 years Yeah. before they either have to have some major renovation or they have to be, you know, tore down. Huh. Okay. Um, let me see. Bonnie has another issue. There's a couple of things I've, I've been looking at here. Bonnie, um, anything else you're, you're bringing here? Um, the only other thing that I kind of wanted to touch on was just the fact that the GOPs are kind of, uh, once again, putting on that sort of show, and more and more people are standing up to say, yeah, President Biden definitely needs to be impeached. He's cognitively not there. I've seen another um, bill introduced that was interesting to me, Dan Coates 
who used uh-huh. to be our senator in the state of Indiana, is now mm-hmm. proposing a bill that basically would outlaw presidents from being as old as they currently have been. So he, no, he's himself, that's, he's that's himself right. old, and he's literally putting a bill out there saying we should not allow presidents beyond the age of, I, I think it was like 70 something in that area to not serve because of 70. the fact that they are too old. And how old is Donald Trump? Yeah. Isn't this interesting? Yeah. This is, well, yeah I don't he's think 77. So. He's 77. So it basically would deplete any ability of Trump or Biden. And obviously Biden is incompetent anyway, but the fact that he would be what 87, if he were to have a second term, I believe he would be 87 by the time it's done, which is okay, ludicrous. I, I, like he, I want to point something out to you about language, and this is where propaganda yeah, I is, know. So da- I know. is so dangerous. Now, no, think about this for a second. Do you impeach non-presidents, or do you arrest them and throw them right. in jail? So why would no, you, you impeach? You what was, exactly. So why would you impeach Joe Biden when he's not even the president? See, what they're doing is they're actually justifying and authorizing the coup. They're rationalizing it. Right. They're, they're approving it. They're maintaining it. So anybody that says President Biden, anyone that says that Biden should be impeached, is confirming that he's actually the president. Well, that's not true. That's true. So why would you do that? So where are the Republicans, the real Republicans, standing up to say, wait a minute, you, you can't impeach somebody that's not president. You can only impeach well, the, somebody the same, that has a they, legitimate office and abuses it. Right, right. And it's the same argument that needs to be publicly put out there that you can't deport or allow taxes to be paid by an illegal immigrant because they're legally not here. It's that exact That's same right. mindset. You can't impeach let's, somebody who's not president. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that bill for a second. Let's see if Pianchi has a comment on this. Pianchi, do you see what I see? That it, this just reinforces the coup. It makes it acceptable. Well, it's, it's discrimination for one thing. What is? Under the normal circumstances, to say that he can't run if he's 88 years old. Oh, I see what you're saying. And as far as the taxes are concerned, they're not supposed to be making money anyway because they're here illegally. And working right. is, is engaging in illegal things. Yeah, we've talked about that, but but Bonnie's actually writing a bill on it, so we're, we're taking some direct action here. Then we should talk about Gates' bill, his, his plagiarism bill, copying our bill on, on uh, birth fraud citizenship, which is kind of interesting. But tell me about your bill, uh, what you've been doing, what you've been thinking, where did it start? And, of course, I, I made a few comments of ideas for you. So uh, tell me, tell me your, your, your process as a new citizen legislator. Yeah, well, I'm still delving into it. I feel like I'm just getting my toes dipped because I need uh-huh. to figure out exactly where it needs to be inserted. But uh-huh. all of, with the comments that you made as far as penalties – being put into place. I, I just, I agree with you in the fact that the ITIN number essentially should just not be a thing. It, it should not even be anything that, that would have gone into legislation to begin with because it just gives an easy out. And especially with resources pointing to, yeah, we can have illegal immigrants get this number and we can use it to make you become a part of our system, even though you're mm-hmm. not supposed to be here. Right. Um, I think so it how needs do you to be completely done away with. Yeah. It's like Pianchi's point. How do you tax income that, that was illegal for them to earn? That's illegal, right, too. Right. Yeah, exactly. So that the only side of that that you can go to is you have to go to the employer on that side of it and say you cannot pay wages to illegal immigrants, period. So there needs to be a system of checks and balances in place to where if you have a legal Social Security number, then you can track that income. It's okay to pay this individual. However, if you do not have a valid Social Security number, you cannot be hired. 
period. You should not be allowed to have any kind of medical benefits. You should not be allowed to have any kind of education benefits. It, it just has to be absolutely made clear. And as long as they're allowing an out, then it's not going to be it's not going to be enforced. Employers are always going to say, I'm looking for the cheapest way to get my labor that I need done, done. And if there's somebody willing to do the job, obviously Americans are not stepping up and doing what they should do. Bringing in illegal why, immigrants to get that? the job done should never be and the why solution. why is that? See, this is, this is huge. Why? Because Americans have always done the jobs because back when we had nothing right. but Americans in this country, they did every job. Right. So, so why, would, why, would, why is this a, a thing that people are saying that Americans won't do the job? I mean, I've got a theory. Oh, Americans won't do the job because they're dependent on the government to provide everything that they need. And they've been trained into that mindset. The government will take care of me. I don't need to work. And the government loves that because then they get everybody in the mindset of not having any self-worth or value. They erase your identification in the sense of an actual person with actual feelings and actual worth. No, you're just a number. You're a cog in the machine. And depend on us to give you what we tell you you can have. Shut up and do what we tell you, and and that is ultimately their goal. I think also for those that uh, do want to work, uh, it takes more money to support, you know, a person and a family uh, in this country than it does to support an illegal alien getting all the freebies. It's not paying taxes, or even if they are paying taxes and sending the money back home, so they can live far more cheaply illegally than we who live here illegally. And so Americans need more money. So you can't get an American right. to do a, the same job that an illegal will do, so not because the American won't do it. It's because they can't afford to do it mm-hmm. because they're paying substandard wages. And that's the whole point. It's the, and that brings down the wages of everybody. So one of the biggest reasons for not having illegal aliens here, uh, especially working, is that they drag down everybody else's, you know, all us legal people, drags down our wages. It makes it harder to do things. So if you did, got rid of the illegal aliens and you got rid of the unemployment and the ridiculous COVID benefits and things like that, then, Amer- of course, Americans do the job. You know, right. a lot of people of work, they don't They'd have a choice. To. They'd be forced to. Exactly. Well, that's, that's how it works. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't live yeah. on charity that's of other how- people. You can't because that makes uh, them, you know, indentured servants to those that aren't working. Well, I'm not going to be an indentured servant right. if somebody's not working. That's illegal, exactly. too. Well, exactly. Yeah. That's the number. I tend them as abuse. It was designed for people who are not qualified for a social security card, like migrant workers that come during the harvest season to pick fruit and agriculture products. But those are migrants that actually but go home, though. Abuse. Those are real migrants. So a mm-hmm. real migrant comes here temporarily. Right. Bracero program, I think, is one of those, where migrants would come here, you know, do a lot of times agricultural jobs, and they'd go home. So they'd need a social security card. Yeah, they need tax, which... Yeah, which is now your I ten number is 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 given, but it expires after a period of time. Whereas the first ones would. Well, now that's the question. Now, was this done by an act of Congress, or was this done by the IRS through an executive order? It was probably done by the IRS. Mm. See, I don't know. I feel I feel like I need to research that. Yeah, so if you can do um, that for next week, the IRS with the is one of those agencies. See, the IRS, and like we talked about, the alcohol, tobacco, and firearms, and uh, OSHA, they are agencies that make laws that you live by that Congress never vote on. Right. Which is unconstitutional, but again, it always comes down to enforcement. Well, of course, and the IRS, technically speaking, is unconstitutional, but yet they are enforcing. Mm -hmm. See, now, what I would do is... Go ahead, Pianchi. 
individual tax identification numbers <clears throat> for people who don't qualify for a social security number. Like if you are alien and you're in the country, well, if you're in the country legally, you can apply for a social security number. If you're illegally, you can't. So that's why they came over to I-10. So when did it come Well, up? and just to declare, I have it. I have the answer. Ah, good. What you got? It was it was created by the IRS in 1996. Which is Bill Clinton. Yeah. Clinton created it as a way yeah. to have illegal aliens pay their way into fraudulent citizenship. That's what it's really for. So what I call the ITIN number is, is the ITIN list is the deportation list because almost everybody on it is illegal alien. So Trump could right. use that ITIN list and say, okay, and that would, that would be my asset forfeiture list. Since these people already have Some a number, they're all illegal. Some people use all their stuff. And they've never been into the United States. You know that? Well, I seize their stuff, too. That's what computers yeah. are for. See, if you married, you're a U.S. citizen, if you married to a foreigner, uh-huh. you, the husband, has your Social Security number, and you, the wife, you can have an I-10 number, and you can carry her on your income tax. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, and there, can, are, there are legitimate reasons for doing that, but that's not the main purpose of the ITIN. And she never purpose, been in the country. Right. But these are the exceptions, and those are fine. But the main point of the ITIN number is to have Bill Clinton brought it in uh, so that illegal aliens could, uh, you know, surreptitiously buy their way into citizenship. And the argument is, well, look, they're paying taxes. Then they should become citizens. No, it was never legal to pay taxes in the first place. This is where Bonnie's bill is going to be so critical. But illegal aliens cannot pay taxes. And then if they start saying, well, we want our taxes back, I said, well, great, you can have it. We're going to deposit in the bank of your citizenship, in your country of citizenship. Go claim it there. That's what they should do. Yeah. Put that in the bill. They can use the money to get home mortgages. I was going to say, that needs to be in the bill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can use the money to get home mortgages, too. Yeah, but they can't do that because illegal aliens can't live here. So so then when they get home mortgages, Mm-hmm. When they get them home mortgage, they have established an address. Then they go register for the for voting. Right, and that, that should always be based on and proof of citizenship. Them. Yeah, I know. Oh, I know how it works. But what I'm saying is, you know, I mean, we've been around this 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 uh, this this whole argument a whole bunch of times. There's a couple other things. Um, I think we've talked about the Matt Gates bill. Let's talk about Texas for a little bit. I don't know how much time. Bonnie, do you have a few minutes after the top of the hour? I don't want to keep you too long because we, we've had you uh, a couple uh, of hours. Yeah, in the I past. can give you about 15 more minutes. Okay, that's good. All right. So that, that seems to work out. So Texas, and one of the things, I've got some articles on this too. Texas is sitting up these buoys so that illegal aliens don't cross into Texas. And the question is, and Pianchi and I have talked about this a bunch of times, so let's, let's get Bonnie's opinion first. Um, does Texas have a state border that they can enforce? Um, when the federal government says, no, you can't, all, fe- all borders are, are federal. All immigration is federal responsibility. Where do you stand mm-hmm. on that? So. So my take on that is based on my understanding of Texas and Texas history, and this comes from my husband who is from Texas. So he had to educate me on how unique Texas is. It mm-hmm. actually in the state constitution states that Texas is the, I believe, the only state left with the ability to secede from the union to the state. Really? Interesting. So, yes. Yes. So because of that, I firmly believe that Texas has every right to defend their border with Mexico and that the federal government should never step in. First of all, it's one of the largest masses of of area. If you look at the border from 
one point of Texas on the western side to the eastern side. It's the longest border that it's the longest portion of the border that we would share aside from Canada, obviously up north. But it's it's a huge amount of area, and the state itself is is the, one of the largest states in our entire country. Alaska <laughs> might be slightly larger in landmass, but it's like nobody's there. So Texas is huge. It's huge. Yeah. And unfortunately, California has a higher population, so they get more electoral votes than Texas, but it's still a huge state. Oh, that and might change. I firmly believe, yeah, it might change. I hope it changes. Mm-hmm. But as far as people being able to defend their homes, the government should have no say in that. No more than they have a say in me defending my home against a robber coming to my door in Midtown, Indiana. What right do you have to tell me that I can't defend my family against someone who means me harm? Someone yeah, who I, is knocking at my door demanding safe cover or they'll either use a knife or whatever makeshift weapon they've come up with. No, they have no right, no right to step in and say that you don't have the right to defend yourself. And especially with Texas being the sole state still with that in there that they can secede from the union. I say, you know what, Texas, raise your flag, secede from the union secession, and form your own country. I'll move there. It's an interesting point you make about secession, but it's not required because any no. – doesn't. You know, is there is there any state that has fewer rights or lower rights uh, than Texas to defend yeah. their borders? And then I get Pianchi's comment. All is, states is, can't. All states can't. Well, that's that's the point I was going to get to, but I want to you know I guess from Bonnie. But is there any you know is there any anything about Texas that makes it more special their border than any other any other state's border? I I don't I don't particularly say that it's more special. I just was going from a state standpoint, I mean, they're the only state that's allowed to raise their state flag at the same height as the federal flag. Did you know that? I didn't know that. That's interesting. Yeah, they fly their state flag and their national flag at the exact same height because of equal importance in the Texas constitutional law. I should look into that. Send me the provisions. I'm kind of curious about this now because I don't think all the states have that. But what's interesting is Mm -hmm. that uh, during COVID, you know, the liberal states were all set to seal their borders and have checkpoints and, uh, you know, keep their people in and not let other people cross into their states. And so they mm-hmm. were fine with borders when it came to COVID, keeping Americans. And they, this is one thing they cannot do. States cannot seal themselves off from Americans because Americans do have the right, right to travel between states. You know, that's, that's yep. just a given. Um, but, but what states can do is seal out illegal aliens. Or any kind of invasion. Mm-hmm. You know, states, if Massachusetts were attacked by uh, Cuba, for example, so the Cubans sail into Massachusetts Bay and start firing, Massachusetts would not have to wait for the federal government. Well, look at Martha's Vineyard. I mean, DeSantis sent a bus of, of people there, and uh-huh. within 24 hours, Martha's Vineyard rises up and says, well, you're not staying here, and shift them out. Exactly. Why can't we do yeah. that in Texas? Well, see, the thing is you can, and they are, but it's called Operation Lone Star. But what's interesting is the federal, the federal folks are, are saying you can't do it, and there's no basis for what they're saying. But the, the big lie is another one of the big lies, that the federal government can control everything to do with immigration, and it's simply not true. First of all, illegal aliens are not immigrants, and this is where the language gets screwed up again. So if you say illegal immigrant, you're actually helping reinforce the coup. Uh, you have to say illegal alien because an immigrant is a legal status. And so you don't distinguish between legal and illegal immigrants. You distinguish between legal immigrants and illegal aliens. And I know I'm a stickler for language, but there's a big part of it. That's what I'm saying. You can't impeach Joe Biden because he's not president. Not president. Junkie, I heard you breathe. <laughs> well, when, when the federal government says you can't do something, that's a lie. They can't make you do 
anything. How, and someone explained to me, how would they make you do it? Well, the government don't have those enforcement powers. Hell, yeah. Mary Garden won't, Garland won't even uh, prosecute Joe Biden's son. That's the yeah. only enforcement they have is through the uh, uh, is through him, the attorney general. So federal government can't tell a state you can't do this. State can tell them to go pound rocks. Right. Right. Until they're saying. Exactly. If you divorce your husband, you know, that's what you should ask him. So if I leave you, you mean to tell me you going to tell me that I can't leave? Yeah. Interesting. Here's a, um, yeah, no, is it, well, and, and I was going to make an analogy that I, I thought of recently that people say, well, you know, we're going to deport uh, illegal aliens who have committed crimes. Well, just being in the country is a crime. And that's, that's something that's, I think someone Correct. made that point last night on the news. And I consider it, it's like breaking and entering. In other words, if someone breaks into your home and doesn't steal anything, have they committed a crime? Well, yeah, because <laughs> they broke into your home. So if somebody breaks exactly. into our country, it doesn't matter what else they did. They broke into our country. Well, that's the same as breaking into your home because this is our home. Mm-hmm. So just the act of, of crossing the border illegally makes them criminals for every day that they're here. So it becomes a serial crime because they Correct. wake up every day in our country and say, I'm going to stay here and break the law again, consciously. Right. 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 And states have a right to protect their state borders. You got landlocked states. They have borders. Federal yep. government don't protect those landlocked borders. The only borders the federal government protects is the borders that meet up with the oceans. That's it. Yeah. And also with Canada. And Canada exactly. in this case. Yeah, yeah. So those well, are the borders that the federal government uh, enforce. And they allow, if a person is shipwrecked, he's allowed to come up on shore for safety, so many feet. But you still on state's land, and states have a right to control that land. Yeah. Something interesting to research, Bonnie, is is whether the federal border and state border are the same place, or is the state border like infinitesimally inside the federal border? In other words, is there a, a, a definite? Is there a difference? You know, are they next to each other, or are they the same line, the state border and the federal sure. border with Mexico? I'd be curious to find out. Yeah, I don't know if it makes a difference. Yeah, I'll be right on the border. Say that, you know, you got some people that got their house and the border run down the middle of the living room. Oh, I believe it. Oh, yeah. I mean, stuff happens. But the point is, is the line, is the border of Texas and the border of the United States the same line? Or are they separated? That's what I'm curious about. Is there a separate Texas line? Now, I'm sure they're right next to each other. I'm sure the line might be, you know, infinitesimally small. Uh, in fact, it, but, it, it, but if it's the same line, if it's the exact same border, I just think that'd be interesting to find out. All right, I got an article for you guys here from The Federalist. Border states need to override Biden and secure their own borders, which is exactly what we're talking about. Jordan Lamb, L-A-M-B. And, uh, let's see, this was written, 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 June 6th. Oh, D-Day, <laughs> 2022, so last year. So it's just over a year old. Uh, it says the border crisis constitutes as an, uh, as an invasion. There we go. And that brings into Article 4, Section 4, right? We can repel invasions, and the states can if the federal government doesn't. So this border crisis constitutes an invasion threatening the safety, security, and prosperity of the American people, and states have the right to respond. So Jordan says, the, Jordan, the, the Biden administration, which I never say, the Brandon insurrection commitment to dismantling the southern border protections and Trump-era policies, most recently Title 42, has exacerbated the devastating border crisis. Well, see, now, this, it's not a border crisis. It's, a, it's, a, it's self-imposed. I mean, Brandon did this on purpose. It's not a crisis. 
it's a it's a, it's a, an invasion. It's a self-imposed invasion. So we should call this the Brandon invasion because that's what it is. They did it. They didn't happen to this by accident. This this wasn't something imposed upon us by other people. They opened the border. Anyway, it says last March, right. 172,331 illegal immigrants, which should have said aliens, were encountered by Customs and Border Protection. This April, CBP encountered a staggering 221,000. And Bonnie, I think I heard you say something. What were you going to say? No, no, you're fine. Keep going. Okay, the next paragraph. This, this influx of undocumented immigrants, in other words, illegal aliens, they can't even get it right there, the Federalists. Anyway, has had drastic effects. Governor Greg Abbott's Operation Lone Star, and that's what we're talking about here, right, created to fill the gaps created by the federal government's failures, well, what should have said, created by the federal government's open border policy, has resulted in nearly 14,000 criminal arrests. Okay, let's uh, fentanyl the whole bit. Okay, let's get to where it says the law. Representative Chip Roy, who represents the 21st District of Texas, which includes part of the uh, San Antonio, the, 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 the leading hub of, for human trafficking. Wow. Okay, so you're not getting to the word the law is. Let's get to the... These people, they never state this stuff up front. Why don't you just tell me what you mean right up front? You've got all this other stuff, facts and figures. I want to know what, the, what they say that the state... There is no, there's no... Keep going. Uh-huh. The Texas borders Mexico, New Mexico, Oklahoma, Louisiana. There's no federal land between Mexico, uh, Texas, and Louisiana. It's a sign. That's it. Right. Yeah. And, you yeah, know, I'm going to tell you something. Uh-huh. We have I think to stop thinking along these lines of using analytical thinking. There is huh. no federal protection of a state's border yeah. when you have land like states. Oklahoma, you got Missouri, Arkansas, Texas, and you got what Kansas up above. There's no federal post on those borders. Mm-hmm. The only federal border you have is where the United States meets the rivers, the oceans, then yep. the Gulf of Mexico. That's federal, but it's only a certain distance. That's it, and that's why they have your international your your lines run out into the ocean two miles. So we so you gonna wait till Russia within two steps of the border before you stop them? Yeah, no. There's actually different limits. There's a three mile territorial limit and twelve mile limit. Those are established because that's how far the cannons could fire. <laughs> that's how they figured those out. The two hundred mile limit's a fishing limit, uh, and I think uh, drilling and mining and things like that. But here's the part that this is what I was looking for. It says additionally, the invasion clause. Article 4, Section 4, this is the one I just mentioned a minute ago, ensures that, quote, the United States shall guarantee to protect each of them, in other words, the states, against invasion. The contestation, oh, there's a big word, lies in whether the border crisis, thousands of migrants flooding into southern states daily, qualifies as an invasion. And I would say, of course it does. What a stupid question. Anyway, so right. those who... That view, is an invasion. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so, so Bonnie said, <laughs> right, you two comment. Go ahead. <laughs> If people in Texas and they come over to Oklahoma, they already – you can't protect Oklahoma from invasion because they're already in the nation when they're in Texas. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And they'll it's cross it's over really, the border like any other American. Well, Pianchi's making a really good point is that the states that are landlocked, you know, have borders. You know, I mean, right. so let's go to Article 4, Section 4 because this is, this is a favorite of mine. Article uh, 4, Section 4 says, the United States, here's what it really says, the United States shall guarantee to every state in this union a Republican form of government. That basically makes democracy illegal. So all you people saying democracy, you're wrong. 
Then it says, and shall protect each of them against invasion and on application of the legislature or of the executive, where the legislature cannot be convened, against domestic violence. Okay, so, so domestic violence would be, you know, Antifa, Black Lives Matter, the FBI, that kind of stuff. Um, but it says, shall mm-hmm. protect each of them against invasion. So if they don't protect each of them from invasion, then the states have certainly have to protect themselves from invasion because the government's yeah, advocating invasion their constitutional be parachuted. What's that parachute? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what constitutes an invasion? What is an invader? Let's, let's uh, ask both of you that. Bonnie, what's an invasion? Uh, an, an invasion is, is absolutely someone who has not been welcomed. I mean, that's the most basic form of it. An invader is someone who crosses a line when they were not welcomed. Uh-huh. Can one person constitute an invasion? I would believe one person can. I mean, I, I'm going to consider anybody not welcomed into my home an invader, and that's based on me. Mm-hmm. I am the homeowner. Yeah. Don't they call it home invasion? <laughs> Isn't that the, the exactly. Okay. Exactly. And, so and, and anybody, called... anybody who crosses that line, whether you're home mm-hmm. or not, they're still an invader, and by your standards, you're the homeowner, and they invaded your home. So thereby, they should be prosecuted. Right. So the difference between one illegal alien invader an entire caravan of 50,000 illegal alien invaders is simply the numbers. But the crime yes, is still correct. a crime because they're all, they're all committing the same got, crime. Go ahead, Pianchi. Mm-hmm. You got a micro-invasion like in your body. When a bacteria in your, in your, in your body, your immune system does what? It begins to kill it. Yeah. Right. That's the micro-invasion. Macro-invasion is when human beings come into your state illegally. Mm-hmm. Here's, here's some definitions of invasion. This is those of you constitutional jurisprudence with an originalist lens. In other words, what they said way back then may turn to Johnson's 1785 English Dictionary. I guess I got to get one of those, which is widely popular uh, as the Constitution was drafted, defining invasion as, quote, hostile entrance upon the rights or possessions of another. Hostile entrance upon the rights. So an invader doesn't have to mm-hmm. be physically in your, in your area. So in other words, according to this definition, the, the who, the who. World Health Organization is an invasion by coming into our country and trying to deprive us of our rights. The World Economic Forum exactly. is an invader. So this is interesting, right? Mm-hmm. So if you define invader by anybody who's, who's trying to take your rights and your property, they don't have to physically be yep. in your country. That changes the whole definition. I'd never heard that before until literally just now. What do you think? Panel? No, I absolutely agree, which is why I think in the line of the mask mandate, they crossed the line, and I never understood why so many states went along with it based on the WHO's recommendation and the CDC and Dr. We all know. Fauci. No, we, no, so, we don't call him that. We, we call him Dr. Fascist. Dr. Fascist. Dr. Fascist, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. I, I said when I said you had to wear a mask, you know, maybe, maybe two or three are better, but yeah, that's what you got to do because they said so because I'm Dr. Fauci, and I know what I'm talking about. I am science. I am science. If you don't follow me, you're not following science. Like a cult, you know. I am science. I am the science cult. That's how it works. You know, I hate doing that because I hate that. I'm the, I'm the walking pitch of health. Just look at me. I stand behind a microphone, and I've never gotten sick a day in my life. Tell me, yeah. just listen to me, people. Mm-hmm. He's never had a vaccine in his life. All right. <laughs> um, no. But think about that. The, the, the invader is any force that takes your rights or property. Therefore, could we consider the Democrat Party? an invasion force in this country. Well, we certainly can, but how are we going to fight against that and say, just by simply being a Democrat, 
an elected Democrat or identified as a Democrat that you're no, I'm not saying, uh, no, I would I would try and defeat them on other grounds. I think they're also domestic terrorists, uh, and there's a bunch of other things. And uh, it used to be illegal to uh, you know support and defend the Communist Party as an uh, as an um, a naturalized citizen. You have to swear that you never have been a member of the Communist Party and you never will be, which is kind of mm-hmm. interesting. And I happily took that without reservation or purpose of evasion. I mean, I did it honestly, right? Right. Uh, so it's interesting. Sure. All right. So here's, here's another definition. The Cambridge Dictionary, I guess the British version, and the Cambridge Dictionary modernly defines as invasion as an occasion where a large number of people or things come to a place in an annoying and unwanted way. I don't think of invaders as annoying. That seems to me <laughs> a lot lower on the scale of abuse than catastrophically terrorizing, criminally invading, and murdering. Uh, and, you know, I, I, like, I prefer the first definition, but this is the modern definition, an occasion where a large number of people will define large. And as, as we've agreed to, an invasion can be one person, can be an invader, if it's your home or it's your country or your state. One person, mm-hmm. you know, who can't be there is an invader, just like an invasive uh, uh, microbe, as Pianchi was talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they changed the yeah. definition. So they're talking about invaders only as people or things who have come to a place in an unwanted way. Don't forget annoying. So in other words, an invasion isn't an invasion until it's actually in a place they can't be. But I prefer the other definition. Anybody that takes your rights or possessions is invading your person, your rights, your God-given rights. Here's another one. Federalist 43, right. James Madison. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Bonnie, do you want to expand on that? I was just going to bring up the point about what about all of the businesses who are being regularly invaded in Oregon and California. And I mean, they're being literally hand tied. They're letting mm-hmm. criminals walk in and steal things off of their shelves. That's mm-hmm. an invasion and theft yeah. on top of it all. Mm-hmm. Why are these people being allowed to just go and not be prosecuted? And, and it's happening more and more all over the country. It's not just in Oregon and California anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, I think companies are going to have to start, uh, you know, putting bars on the property and doing all kinds of things. They're going to have to start taking security in, in their own uh, hands, which should be very interesting. See, so what they really need is... Oh, well, isn't customers. that exactly what we're talking about when it comes to border control? Is taking matters oh, yeah. into your own hands. That's what yeah. we need to have well, more of. <laughs> and so here's the question. Now, I, I, the way to stop this. Well, go ahead, and I'll tell you what I was saying. You're going to publicly, publicly punish these people. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's where you stop this, and you know you talk about borders. Have you ever looked at the international dateline on your maps? It snakes oh, yeah. in and out around, even within states. So that there is a mm, no. The international dateline is in the Pacific. What it does is kind of snakes around Alaska and Russia, and it's pretty straight. No, it snakes. It snakes throughout the states too. Part of Kentucky Not the dateline, is on one. The the time zones might, but the international dateline. Yeah, I've got I've got a globe right here. It goes around Russia, and then it makes uh, it takes a left around Russia, then it takes a right, you know, after Alaska. It goes around the Aleutians and comes down again. It's pretty straight all the way down. Um, so look it, at your international dateline as it runs between Alabama and Georgia, and see where it's not, that's not the international. That's not the international dateline. It's the, the time zone. I'm gonna send you a map, a, a map, and in the legend on the map, it calls the line that does it. The international dateline. Okay, I'm curious, but it's not the one. It's not the continental divide. No, I'm talking about the no. The international dateline is where the uh, the time changes, 24 hours. So there's two lines for time. There's the prime meridian, which is at zero uh, longitude, 
And then you've got the, the international dateline, which is around 180 degrees. It's the opposite end of the earth. And so if time starts at midnight, you know, on uh, at Greenwich Mean Time, and you work around to the international dateline, it's going to be 12 hours later. But then you flip 12 hours. So now there's on one side of the dateline, it's today, and the other side of the dateline is tomorrow. I'll tell you, you know, uh, you look at the Scotts Scotts Bluff, Nebraska. Mm-hmm. It's Scotts Bluff, Nebraska is in the Pacific time zone. I'm sorry, the mountain time zone. And Grand right. Island, Nebraska is in the central time zone. And they both are in the state of Nebraska. Right, but those are those are time zone lines. Those aren't that's not the international dateline. I'll tell you right now. So the, so in Auckland, New Zealand, which is right across the international dateline, it's two twenty in the morning. They're seventeen hours ahead of us. Mm-hmm. But on the other side of the dateline, uh, in Hawaii, they're only six hours ahead of us, and they're not that far apart. So again, the the dateline right. adds twelve hours. That's what makes it interesting. All right, let's get back to uh, Federalist Forty Three, because Bonnie's got to go here in a minute. James Madison wrote that protection against invasion is, hold on, not only against foreign hostility, but against ambitious or vindictive enterprises. Isn't that interesting? Section well, who's four. more ambitious and vindictive than um, the Democrats right now? Exactly. Well, the deep state. I see. I, I don't distinguish between Democrats and Republicans in terms of the deep state. They're either America first or they're deep state. That's, that's, that's the only choice that we have for politicians. Then it says, Section 4, this of the Constitution contains no explicit limitation on the interpretation of invasion. Invasion can therefore be applied broadly to hostile non-state actors, in other words, non-government, such as cartels and gangs. It can also be applied to you know, NGOs uh, like uh, Catholic Charities, you know, winging illegal aliens all over the country and anybody else. It says, members of the MS-13 have been arrested at the border in the past year, charged with crimes from drug possession to aggravated homicide. Okay, it's fine, but just in the country illegally is the all right. This is, this is but that was the main point. The main point is the definition of invasion uh, and how it can be handled by Article Four, Section Four, and there's another one, Article One, Section Ten. I can look up that one. That's the only other one I need to look up. Um, Bonnie, you got a point before you dash out of here? I know you got to go soon. No, I I have made all my points. Okay, so let's get Article One, Section Ten. I'll read that one last bit. Article 1, Section 10, what am I looking for here? No state shall enter into a treaty alliance or confederation. Okay, we know that. That was probably, uh, <laughs> well, that got violated in the Civil War, but that's another story. Uh, no state shall, without the consent of Congress, come to the state, or the foreign power. All right. It says no state shall engage in war unless actually invaded. Or in such imminent danger as will not, ad, uh, will not admit of delay. So in other words, it's supposed to go to Congress first. But it says, no state shall, without the consent of Congress, engage in war unless actually invaded. So to me, that gives Texas permission to engage in war. Because mm-hmm. they've been I actually invaded. Agree. So there's your justification right there. Pianki, last point, and then we'll uh, get Bonnie on her way for the rest of her life. <laughs> Well, states should. Uh, it's going. States are going to have to. States are going to have to step up and do what they supposed to be done. And if they don't, then ultimately things are going to go the way that people don't want to see. 
go. You're going to have states that's going to draw their line, and people are going to say, we ain't doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. Bonnie, last comment. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I would add to that that it, when, that also holds true with employers. I mean, that same mentality of being invaded by a bunch of illegal aliens uh, coming to you basically and stating that they want to work for you. You can't. You can't work for us. You are an invader in, in essence of even coming here and asking for something illegally when you aren't allowed to be here. Mm-hmm. Every state, I believe, has the right to stand in. It's not just Texas. Every state who has been invaded into coercion of any sorts, whether it's hiring people or whether it's giving Medicare or whether it's giving welfare or public education, anything that has been given to them. It's an invasion of sorts because it's not, they're not entitled to it. American citizens are. They are not. So I just so think someone, every single state, like Bianchi said, needs to stand up and say, you are an invader. We will take matters into our own hands because the federal government is doing nothing about this. Yeah. You might want to include a phrase, uh, something to the effect of, we as Americans have a right to be in a country free of illegal aliens. That's part of our freedom. Yes. So put that, yes. you can put that, in, put that in as well as all the other stuff. Part of our bill. About. Yep. Okay. So yep. let's get your plug. Uh, of your regular radio show. Yeah. <laughs> so you can find me at WFRN.com. You can easily go to that webpage, download the app, and listen live. I am Saturdays, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And, of course, I also have my cookbooks for sale at BonnieAppetit.com, Bonnie-Appetit, A-P-P-E-T-I-T.com, to find all kinds of fun recipes to inspire your rebellious let's take matters into our own hands and throw a party against illegal alien invasion party planning ways. Freedom food. <laughs> you know, you should, if you want to have some fun, you should do like a, a special category on freedom foods. You know, Patriot pie. Yeah. You know, American yeah. hot dog, you know, stuff or, or uh, yeah. you know, Constitution burger. I mean, just have some fun with it. <laughs> oh, Totally. Totally. Yeah. I, I have July 4th independent patriotic stuff in there, but I could I could go one step further and, and yeah. really have fun with titling the recipes for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Truly American tacos. You know, I mean, you get some yeah. fun with this. Yeah. <laughs> and you can catch her on Fern Radio on Saturdays. That's Fern Radio, WFRN, Fern Radio, all Fern all the time. Yeah, We're part it. of the Green New Deal. We're greening our studios with Fern. Sorry. <laughs> and patriotic pie. Sounds like patriotic pie, yeah. <laughs> apple. Has to be apple. <laughs> Thank you, That's Bonnie. It. I have to be out. You bet. You so, thank you very okay. much. We'll see you again next week. Sounds good. All right, we're going to take a little break now, and I'll be back in, uh, in just a bit. 925. Here at Action Radio, we are looking for sponsors. We have 30 and 60-second spots available for your announcements, and we have three-minute live call-ins to talk about your products and services available. Action Radio is the next evolution beyond talk radio. Join us and let us help your business evolve. Think about being a sponsor of the future and not just a listener and help us help your business grow as you help us plunge headlong into breaking new ground here on Action Radio every day. This is Greg Penglis for Strike Force, your source for pure energy. Strike Force is a concentrated energy drink that turns a half liter of your favorite beverage into an energy drink. You make your energy drink yourself. Action Radio is an affiliate of Strikeforce, so our listeners get a 20% discount. All you do is add our code WYL to the discount code window at checkout. WYL comes from our website, Write Your Laws. So, 
you can get your energy drink, a 20% discount, and help Action Radio change the relationship of we the people to our government. Not bad. Strikeforce is at StrikeforceEnergy.com. That's StrikeforceEnergy.com. Start your engines. Do you know your way around healthcare, insurance, pharmacies, surgery, alternative treatments and choices? I don't. Which is why I'm so glad I met Priscilla Romans, had her on Action Radio, and learned about health patient advocacy. She is the founder of Great Care. And now as an affiliate of Great Care, we are proud to offer through our discount code, WYL, which stands for Write Your Laws, a 10% discount. Grave Care saves you both time and money. They provide medical advocacy, consultation, advice, and recommendations nationwide. Their website is gravecare.com. That's G-R-A-I-T-H care.com. You can email them at gravecare.adm at gmail.com or call them at 469-864-7149. That's 469-864-7149. Great care, better health through better knowledge and advocacy. Action Radio, part of the ADHD Radio Network, the ultimate free speech zone. We the people give our consent to be governed through writing the laws by which we are governed and have the power through juries to nullify the laws by which we do not consent to be governed. At Action Radio, we don't report the news. We are the news. Every other show reports what has happened. We talk about what can happen. From the questions no one has thought to ask to the answers no one has thought to consider to the actions no one has dared to take. That is Action Radio. Okay, we're back. We've got about half an hour left to, to talk about things. I've got Marco uh, in the Netherlands listening in. We've got Pianchi on the line. And anybody else wants to join us, 215-383-3832. And, of course, we've got live chat as well. We have a Skype line. We have uh, all kinds of ways to join us. And in fact, people are joining us by hacking my website, <laughs> you know, doing all kinds of nasty things. So uh, it's interesting what's happening. So uh, if the FBI KGB is behind it, at least have the balls to call me and tell me what's happening. You know, say, what, what are you hacking my website for? If it's just some uh, leftist in mommy's basement, well, we're going to find you. Sooner or later, we're going to forget this, uh, figure it out, and hopefully blocks. All right, so back to Texas. So the controversy is uh, whether Texas, you know, can, uh, of course, we've established they can, but uh, why the federal government thinks they can both um, completely open the border, uh, not do any of the things that they're mandated to do by the Constitution, and then tell Texas they can't do it either. So in other words, federal government is an accessory to the invasion. They're, they're actually criminals in this. They're, they're, they're criminal defendants uh, in the criminal act of uh, completely letting down and destroying our border. So not only do they not have the authority to tell Texas they can't protect their border, they should be prosecuted themselves for allowing an invasion, for actually causing an invasion or being part of it, aiding and abetting, uh, bringing millions of, of uh, felons into this country uh, and not only not doing anything about it, but facilitating their entry. So they have no authority 
moral or legal, to tell Texas what they can and can't do with their own state when they are, in fact, uh, part of the criminal conspiracy themselves to create an invasion of this country. Pianchi. Well, the federal government can't tell South Dakota, can't tell Tennessee, Tennessee, mm-hmm. can't mm-hmm. tell Tennessee it can't protect its borders either. Well, I think something's happening. Things are so bad now that uh, conservatives actually feel like they can say things they couldn't say before, like Matt Gates. He's had our bill for four years on birthright citizenship. And yet, why is it coming out now? Now it's politically expedient and popular. You know, now he's got, we've got an election with, uh, with Donald Trump, you know, and he's, they've got to have some bills that inspire people. They've got to have some ideas that inspire people. I just find it ironic that the ideas that we came up with years ago are, are now surfacing in ways that are almost plagiaristic. They're so close to what I wrote, which is fine. I, like I said, I just wish I got you know, a little credit. Just mention my name, mention Action Radio as the source of the bill. That would be nice. But uh, failing that, at least they're doing the right thing, finally. But why now? Why is it is it so bad they now that they feel like it it they just, yeah. they always could do it, they just wouldn't do it. But now it's right? so bad. Yeah. So so conditions are so bad now. Are they doing it because they think they can now or because that you think they think they're being forced to do it now? Is this willing or is well, it grudging? It, I think that I guess you could say they're being forced because they always could. Do. It's just like you smoking, doctor. You stop smoking. You're 16. You stop smoking. You right. say, "Why well, wait till I'm 40?" Yeah, yeah. If you make it that far, <laughs> if you start at 16, yeah. Let me get you some of this article. See what you think. Governor Abbott uh, says Texas has the sovereign authority to defend its borders. Uh, it's the first time he's done something really conservative. I'm kind of impressed with this operation. July 21st, 2023, uh, by Bethany Blankley, the Center Square. Uh, that's the website, the Center Square. Author Bethany Blankley, July 21st, 2023, who says, Texas has the right to defend its own border. Governor Greg Abbott said on Friday in response to the U.S. Department of Justice, <laughs> there's an oxymoron, <laughs> demanding the state remove marine barriers placed in the Rio Grande River in the Eagle Pass area of Texas. Um, Pianchi, have you seen these barriers that look like, these buoys? I've seen pictures of them, yes. Yeah. Like they... news... Go ahead. Buoys, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've seen so what they what they remind me of uh, on a much smaller scale is if you ever went swimming uh, laps or competed in swimming uh, or in any of the public pools, they'll have these like lane dividers. It's l- they're little buoys that swivel on a rope. Well, these things are just bigger versions of that. They're like six, seven feet across. Uh, they're probably, you know, five or six feet uh, high, these big buoys and they spin. So you can't cross them because as you try and grab onto it, if you grab the rope, you can hang on the rope, but trying getting over the buoy or under the buoy, you can't do it. So it's designed to keep illegal well, aliens see, from crossing the country. Crossing here's the, the thing. They go to show you the ignorance. Actually, this is stupidity with the digestive department. Suppose Mexico wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. They could. So what are they, they going to say yeah. then? Well, let's take Texas out of the picture and say that Mexico put those. Because it does divide. It's dividing the line between Texas and Mexico. So suppose Mexico put them there. So what are you going to do now? Well, it shouldn't even be the question. See, yeah, no, see, yeah. everybody want to want to want to create these standoffs. It shouldn't uh-huh. even be a standoff. 
it should be that Texas is doing what its citizens going to do. Mexico mm-hmm. is doing what its citizens are going to do. DOJ, yeah. you have no authority. But here's what's interesting, though, is that the DOJ is facilitating the invasion. The DOJ and the, and the, the Brandon insurrection, the illegal government, have created a situation where Texas has to do this just to protect their own state. So this wouldn't be happening if we had an actual southern border. certainly didn't happen under Trump. But, but two states, uh, Arizona, which had those containers they were using to block roadways and things. Texas has these buoys in the water. You know, these are all things that, uh, that need to be done. But what you'll notice, too, is that all of these barriers, even the wall, still directs people to legal points of entry. So they don't, we're not sealing our border. I want to make this really clear to people. We're not sealing our border. What we're doing is directing people to a place where they can be inspected and can come to the country legally. Oh, looks like Warren's back on. Once he says, hi, Greg, just jogging in the neighborhood and thought I'd say, hello, how have you been? I've been fine, Warren. Uh, I can't talk to you right now, though. I'm doing a radio show, but thank you for, for checking in. If you want to comment on, on anything here, please feel free. All right. So here's where it gets interesting. So here's what the government says. This is, this is the insurrection. The state of Texas's actions violate federal law, raise humanitarian concerns, present serious risks to public safety and the environment, and may interfere with the federal government's ability to carry out its official duties. Let's take that apart, shall we? <laughs> this is what the, the uh, Department of KG wrote to uh, Governor Abbott uh, Thursday. The state of Texas's actions violate federal law. How exactly do they violate federal law? Which law says the states cannot protect their own borders? I can't think of one. Can you? That's another creation out of, yeah. out of the uh-huh. thin blue air. Right. And the other one is that when the federal government says, you know, they are the sole authority when it comes to immigration. That's not true either. The only thing they are the sole authority for as a federal government is to create uniform rules of naturalization so that the states don't create their own citizenship with all kinds of different standards. There's one standard for U.S. citizenship, but once you're a citizen, you're also a citizen of the state in which you reside. So no one seems to pick that, that particular point, that people, that Americans have dual citizenship, They're citizens of the United States and citizens of the state in which we reside. So, so the state of Texas is protecting the citizens of Texas. It's got nothing to do with the federal government. Since the federal government has no jurisdiction over the citizens, citizenship of Texans residing in the state of Texas for the areas that Texas has authority and the federal government doesn't. In other words, anything not delegated to the feds by the Constitution. Well, nothing is delegated in the federal government to the federal government to uh, interfere with state borders. As you said, Pianchi, they can't do it. So this is a lie. Next one, raise humanitarian concerns. What's, uh, what's more inhuman to Americans than bringing in millions of invaders. <clears throat> What's more inhuman to invaders than telling them they can come here and all, all their wants and needs will be paid for by Americans? So the only, only entity that's creating a humanitarian crisis is the federal government operating illegally to take down our border and bring in millions of people for their own selfish purposes to have illegals vote. That's a humanitarian crisis. Make sense? Well, we're not, we're not governed by... Human Rights Declaration governed by the U.S. Constitution. Exactly. We went over the point earlier. The, the, the U.N. Declaration of Human Rights is actually an invasion force trying to take our rights and property. I love that definition. I wish I read it earlier. Here's another one. Uh, it says uh, to present serious risk to public safety. 
what more serious risk is there to public safety than bringing in 15 million uh, unvetted, unchecked, unbackgrounded uh, illegal aliens? That's the risk to public safety. Well, yes, you got people coming into your country that have not been inoculated. You got people coming into your country that's been around cattle who have a disease that can cause a disruption with the uh, poultry industry in the United States, agriculture industry in the United States with uh, uh, pathogens and diseases. What about the crimes they commit? What what about the the uh, every crime? Yeah. Yeah, every crime committed by an illegal alien was preventable by not letting them in in the first place. So every crime that's committed is on the federal government for destroying our southern border. It's their fault because if these people weren't here, they couldn't be committing these crimes. I've met people who have their kids murdered. Uh, I met them in Washington when I did a fair conference. Yeah. Murdered by illegal aliens. What are you going to say to them? Oh, sorry. It was for the greater good. It was in the public interest. But the, and here's the last one, the environment. Well, the, the one thing that the environmentalists want is lower population, you know, smaller carbon footprint, you know, no, no more greenhouse gases. Well, what's more affecting the environment than 50 million people that shouldn't be here? They take up space, they burn fossil fuels, which I call organic. And they, uh, you know, if you really want a cleaner environment, you'd never let an illegal alien in because why would you want the extra people in our environment? Right? Anyway, Justice Department says they're going to sue. Yeah, I'd love to see that. So it says the Rio Grande barriers were placed as part of Operation Lone Star, uh, with Texas border security efforts to deter individuals from illegally crossing into the U.S. from Mexico. See, these aren't at border checkpoints. These things are always at places where people cross in illegally. They're never at a place where they can come in, be inspected, and be admitted legally. And that's the whole point of the border wall and all these barriers and things. It's not to keep people out. It's to have people check in at an appropriate checkpoint. It says, Abbott tweeted from his personal account saying, Texas has the sovereign authority to defend our border under the U.S. Constitution and the Texas Constitution. That's what you said, and that's what Bonnie was saying. He says, we have sent the Biden administration, you should never use that term, we have sent Brandon uh, numerous letters detailing our authority, including one I hand-delivered to uh, Biden earlier this year. Well, that's interesting. So the governor is referring to a January 8th encounter when he arrived at the airport in El Paso to greet the president, well, to greet Biden, and give him a letter. Well, let's read the letter, shall we? This would be interesting. Uh, Governor Abbott. Let's see what it says. It just says, you know, it doesn't, give, it doesn't give me the actual letter. What's the point of that? I want the letter. I hate news stories to tell you about something that don't, t- don't give you the source. All right, so I guess we covered that. Um, but that's, that's, you know, the states do have this right. Oh, here we go. Uh, let's see what Abbott said here. The president, in other words, Brandon's open border policies encourage migrants to risk their lives crossing illegally through the Rio Grande. So what, what is it when you inspire a crime? What's that called? It's not a trap. Well, that's when you arrest me for it. Huh. Well, here's a question for you. Let me ask you something uh, rather shocking. If the state of Texas decided that it was their policy to shoot illegal aliens on site while they're crossing the border, and they announced that, what would happen? Well, the illegals probably wouldn't cross. Yeah. 
So who like who would object who would like object to that? Punishment. Yeah. Now is that a severe punishment? Yeah. Is that an extreme punishment? Sure it is. I mean I said it for a reason. Is, so in other words, well, if you're Machiavellian, you what's that? <laughs> you shoot him in the knee. Okay. Well, it doesn't always work out that way. But if you are um, in Texas, you know, and should, can citizens use deadly force against illegal aliens? I would say yes. But the question is, at what point do you have to wait till they're in your house? Do they have to wait till they're walking off with your daughter? You know, at what point can you can you do something? But could well, see what I would have done. I would have had the Texas National Guard on the border. I said, any illegal alien trying to cross through the border, you know, and if, if you give a, a shoot order, that might be very interesting. That would that would obviously have a constitutional huge crisis between Texas and the federal government. Everybody in on it, but it would open up the dialogue. Well, if we can't shoot them, what are you going to do about it? You know. Well, you can't shoot people crossing in illegally. Well, don't, don't cross in illegally. It's exactly what you're saying. Don't do it. So in other words, if we came up with something so extreme, but what would you do if it was an army? So in World War II, if the Japanese army made it to the coast of California, what would we do? Let them in? No, we shoot them in the beaches, right? Same thing the German uh, army landed in New York. They managed to get across. So you, they're escorted by U-boats and a bunch of German transports landed in New York Harbor. What do you think they did? Well, because New York, they probably welcome them. <laughs> New York's got different problems. But if that was well, policy, if, uh, Texas and, if Texas announced that, that they were going to shoot, that the National Guard was going to shoot illegal aliens trying to cross the border, that might be very interesting. No due process, no nothing. Well, gee, how do you know there are illegals crossing the border? Because they're not going to a checkpoint. So Texas makes it very clear this is not a border crossing. What's that? Illegals don't have civil rights, do they? No, not in this country. No. So this is why I want Dershowitz on the show. I want to because I'll, I'll make the argument that illegal aliens, there is no there's no right to cross into our country illegally. Illegal aliens have no rights in this country because they are not covered by the Constitution. The Constitution says we the people of the United States. It doesn't say we the people, comma. I'll drag it out right now. This way, people don't realize how, much, how important punctuation is, you know, in documents. The Constitution of the United States of America. This is my uh, my heritage. Is it some heritage? My, my daughter gave me this really nice bound copy of the Constitution. Fall River Press, New York. Ooh, it's really pretty. We the people of the United States, comma, in order to form a more perfect union, comma, establish justice, comma, ensure domestic tranquility, comma, provide for the common defense, comma, promote the general welfare, comma, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, not illegal aliens, comma, do ordain and establish this constitution for the United States of America. Not for the world, not for human rights, not for anybody else. The constitution consists of we the people of the United States, and this Constitution was established for the United States of America. I, I don't. I don't think it can get any clearer than that. Do you? Well, no. And as we said before, DOJ is uh, is making some ridiculous claims. Yeah, they've destroyed the border. They facilitated illegal aliens. They've aided and abetted felonies. On the, score, on the order of millions of people, they've funded with billions of dollars folks like Catholic Charities, Lutheran Charities, 
uh, NGOs to distribute people within the United States. Uh, someone's saying on One American News they've actually subsidized the cartels because the last journey for the, from the cartels you know, into the internal United States is paid for by uh, the federal government. So that state, Lisa, like Oklahoma and Missouri and Kansas, the landlocked states, they could arrest, they could repel those buses at the, at, the, at the border, at the state border. Why do they let them in? Why does Missouri let in buses full of illegal aliens into their state, into your state? They don't have to. You know, what state set up National Guard checkpoints at all the, the roads, the, you know, all the, the main roads, certainly. What, are they going to try and come in on the back roads? That, then the local police can get them. But nope, sorry, can't come in. You literally could close down the state with National Guard and local police and county sheriffs and have a checkpoint for any, any government bus. What are you going to do, bring them in by car, sneak them in that way? I still have my idea of being shot on site, unless you're at a border checkpoint. Well, if you don't go to a border checkpoint, that, uh, what's that? Wasn't Florida doing it when they were checking people for vaccination? Um, I don't know if Florida was doing that. People entering, uh, coming down the highway? Some states were. I think Massachusetts and Connecticut definitely were. They had vaccine checkpoints. Yeah. So the, the precedent is, is interesting that when the, when the, uh, the government protocols call for, um, you know, for a border to be closed for COVID of Americans, which couldn't be done. You know, it's just interesting. Oh, Mark, uh, I got here. Let's see if we've got any other. We only got a few minutes left. Uh oh, let me see what. Uh, da, 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 uh, okay, I'm reading a comment from uh, uh, Warren from New Orleans. Wake up. Yeah, it's not really germane to what we're talking about here. Huh. Actually, it's good for yesterday, his comment. You can read it on live chat. All right, let me um, go back to something I, I had here before. Let me see if I can find it. Do, 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 do. Oh, I know what I was going to talk about. We've got one more topic before we go today. Um, did you hear about the Senate voting to outlaw the purchase of farmland by China, Russia, and I think a couple of other countries? So the House and Senate both. Well, I guess they both done it, but it's in the, the National Defense Authorization Act, which we covered a lot with Catherine Arnett a couple of weeks ago. So this is July 26th. That would be today. Yeah, that's today. Senate votes to keep China from buying U.S. farmland. We've been calling for this for a long time. Samantha Joe Roth, congressional reporter, July 25th, for the Washington Examiner, one of my favorites. The Senate voted over, overwhelmingly to include an amendment to prevent future purchases of American agricultural land by foreign adversaries to the must-pass annual national defense bill. So this is this is what happens. This is how bills get passed in, in uh, Congress. They put something that uh, is really good um, in a bill that has to pass that a lot of the left doesn't want. <laughs> That's how you get stuff done. Says the vote passed with bipartisan support, 91 to 7. That's pretty good. The only senators who voted against the measure were Maisie Hirono, Democrat, of course, Alex Padilla, Dem- Alex Padilla, Democrat. Rand Paul voted against this. I'm surprised. Peter Wells, Elizabeth Warren voted against it, Democrat. Mike Lee. That's a surprise, too. And Chris Murphy. So Mike Lee and Rand Paul were the only two Republicans to vote against this bill. Now, what it should have had is divesting of the Chinese farmland that's already been bought. Why would you let them keep it? If it's illegal for China to, to buy farmland, why would you let them keep the farmland they already have? We can't have land in their, well, in their country. Well, he states that uh, 
we had state legislatures that put forth that same sort of uh, legislation also, and some of it passed, only they had a governor veto it, and the legislatures, as we told you before how they work, uh, they wouldn't participate in the veto session. Yeah, that's the, oh, the election ones. I remember that. So anyway, it says the amendment was offered by Senator John Tester, Democrat of Montana, Mike Rounds, uh, Republican of South Dakota. Interesting. In an effort to prevent countries like China, Russia, North Korea, and Iran from purchasing American farmland. The senator said there were concerns after reports of China posing an even greater national security risk by acquiring U.S. farmland near military installations. Gee, and why didn't that red, raise red flags before they bought it? <laughs> it says, here's a quote. In recent years, our country has been firsthand, has seen firsthand attempts by our near-peer competitors, near-peer, that's a new word, to acquire land adjacent to our military bases. Rounds said ahead of the vote on Tuesday, that's the senator who, who did this, on the Senate floor, mentioning in an effort, uh, an effort in 2022 by a Chinese government-linked company to buy a large plot of land miles from a crucial military drone base in North Dakota. Yeah, it's not really great farming, I don't think, in North Dakota. It's cold up there. He, Round says, this demonstrates the need for my amendment. The amendment would enable the Committee on Foreign Investment in the United States to review all significant agriculture-related foreign investments using data from the Department of Agriculture. It would also empower the committee to stop future purchases of farmland by foreign adversaries, adversaries as well. Yes, yeah, so you've got to get rid of the current ones. That's like saying, we're not going to let any more illegal aliens in the country. But we've, got 50, we've got like 40, 50 million here now. Oh, that's okay. They can stay. <laughs> no, they can't. So they did the right thing. Let's see what happens with it. Uh, it says, similar to a bill introduced by other folks. Let's see what happens to it now. So where is it going to go? Oh, Senator Chucky Schumer urged his colleagues to vote for the amendment. That's because it's only future land. Huh, so what's going what's to happen with it now? Right, says, According to the U.S. Department of Agriculture, foreign ownership of U.S. land has almost doubled in the past decade. Well, isn't that interesting? The most recent USDA report da, 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 found Canadian investors owned 31% or 12.0 million acres, and China has a land of foreign-owned land at just over 380,000 acres. So Canada owns most of our uh, foreign-owned agricultural land. That's interesting, considering Canada has huge restrictions on stuff that we can bring into the United States. But if it's Canadian-owned land, I bet you they can bring stuff into Canada. I wonder about that. Here we go. Florida most recently joined at least seven other states to pass bills in their state legislatures this session. Um, it says a growing number of U.S. lawmakers at the state level, this is what you're talking about, Pianchi, have also been attempting to ban foreign ownership of farmland, specifically China. Florida most recently joined at least seven states uh, to pass bills in their state legislatures this session, which would have been March, according to National Agricultural Law Center. Huh. Okay. Anyway, this is good news. But they have to get rid of the retro land. They can't keep uh, the old farmland. That's all I got for today. It's been a busy day. I got to call my webmaster and get my website back. Any other uh, comps du jour? No, deal with no more. I can't think of anything. I'm sure okay. that uh, a lot happened while you was on the air. And uh, you well, know, I know there's hearings. You know, I, I check C-SPAN every day after the show and check for hearings. I know there's another judiciary hearing. There's, there's more whistleblower stuff. There's all kinds of things happening. Let's see what uh, Warren said. Let's, uh, let's conclude with him. 
This is uh, yes. Do me a favor and read this comment. Okay, Warren. But I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks, Bianchi. Appreciate it. All right, I'll I'll, I'll talk about Warren's comment here. He says, uh, "Is a non-believer don't care for Jesus or God or the Bible?" Uh, Hang on, let's start again. I would like you and your guests to give your opinion. I would tell you who said it. Here's the quote: "It is a non-believer." Don't care for a, for a Jesus or God of the Bible. I highly respect the spiritual systems demonstrated by black African traditional societies, such as Ghana, Igbo, don't know where that is, in Nigeria, uh, Burkina Faso, and these other things here, and many more. So my interest is dark complexion, complexion black African females. Uh, wait, a minute, uh, wait a minute. Sounds like a personal ad. Warren, why are you sending me this stuff? And some of you think this, that this person who said this was a black racist. I think it looks like a personal ad. <laughs> Requesting strong black females? I don't think it's a racist thing. I think it's just uh, uh, not appropriate for my show. <laughs> not the, it's bad. It's just not relevant. Uh, that's kind of interesting. Let's see what uh, yeah, Marco said. No, it's not racist. It's just silly. <laughs> uh, is this person describing who he would like as a partner? Marco says, I think so. I think that's what's going on. Uh, says, uh, Warren says, would you say that this person is politically conservative and an American patriot? I would. I don't consider they're not saying anything really political. They're saying they don't believe in God or Jesus, uh, and they want a woman who's uh, strong and dark complexion. Um, that's interesting. I don't know what this post is all about. Okay, Marco says, I think in Africa he would be considered a suck. Okay, here we go. We're going back and forth. Uh, guess who said this? Uh, Warren, why, I can't guess who said that. Uh, so, so which famous person was placing personal ads uh, saying they don't believe in God or Jesus and they want a strong black female? Who could that possibly have been? Not that it matters. <laughs> yeah, but let's find out. Warren, you got about a minute. <laughs> then I'm going to go play some commercials and get out of here. Oh, he says he prefers you know, the personal ad continues. You know, wants a black African female who has not been indoctrinated in a religion, particularly a Western European religion. Well, I got news for you. The, the Western European religions, what have you got? You got Christianity. You got uh, Judaism. Um, of Christianity, you've got Catholicism and Protestantism and a bunch of variations. You've got Eastern, Eastern Orthodox and Western Orthodox. So Western European religions are pretty vast. Anyway, this is getting kind of silly. Last comment. Oh, Pianchi said this. It's on the internet. You've been you've been uh, trolling Pianchi. That's fascinating. Okay, fine. So we'll get Pianchi to uh, defend himself tomorrow. And in the meantime, uh, I only got a couple minutes left. I, I'm trying to think of anything else. One, uh, let me check my internet one more time. So I'm trying to find out what. <laughs> trying to find out what's going on. I just got a note from a friend. You know, see if my internet uh, has returned or not. Let's go search for it. Oh, it's back now. It's back. Let me check my email. See if they restored it again. I gotta call my folks up and find out why this is. Yep. Data recovery is successful. Thank you very much. You guys are the best. Huh. Okay. Well, it looks like uh, I'm gonna see if I can deal with that now. This has been interesting. So check the uh, check C-SPAN for the hearings. I'll probably be reporting on them. Um, just local news. We got Bonnie writing a bill on uh, taxing illegal or saying the illegal aliens can't pay tax. Um, we've got another one to get rid of the 16th Amendment. We've got other bills in the works. We've got uh, Brianna working on a bill to hold Congress folks to their oath of office and uh, get rid of them if they don't. Uh, we've got Warren saying that Pianchi's a black racist. <laughs> 
posing as a conservative. It's an interesting day around here. You know, we had Bonnie, we had Wendy, we had uh, Bill couldn't get through. Uh, we don't know what happened with his phone. Everybody else got through. So it's just today's like a hodgepodge. <laughs> Yesterday was, was pretty directed, but today we're all over the place. But that's how it goes around here. All right. Play a couple things for you guys. And then I will see you all tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. Central Time. Um, there's no guest tomorrow. Uh, CJ can't make it. So we don't have a wellness hour. So I'll probably play one of my WEBY classic interviews on the other two hours. I don't know. I'm, I'll figure it out between now and tomorrow. But uh, let's go with that. And uh, I'll see. What is it now? Yep. Almost 10 o'clock. Oh, this is my 10-second warning. Hey, take care, everybody. See you all tomorrow, 7 a.m. Central Time. Greg Penglis here for my book, The Complete Guide to Flight Instruction. Everyone at some point in their life wants to learn how to fly. Few try. Even fewer go on to get a license. I believe a major reason for that is how we teach people how to fly. My book is designed to help you navigate the flight training system, but it's so much more than that. It really describes an entirely new way to teach flying. So if you've never tried a lesson or got discouraged in your training and quit for any reason, this book can help you. Don't be a rope pilot who just follows procedures. Be a thinking pilot who makes great decisions, who understands all the reasons why we do what we do. You can incorporate these principles into your own flight training at any time. The Complete Guide to Flight Instruction is featured on the Action Radio with Greg Pankless Facebook page and is available from Amazon.com. Well, that sounds good. Even better. Okay, how about your car? If you want the best service for your vehicle, please talk to James at Florida Stores Automotive, conveniently located at 6715 Caroline Street in the historic district of Milton, Florida, right between the Milton Bakery and the Blackwater Trail. Whether you need an oil change or an entire engine replaced, this is the place. The phone number is 850-623-6651. That's 850-623-6651. Call, ask questions, and get the information you need. Florida Stores Automotive is a full-service automotive shop for both domestic and imports, modern and classic. It is a family-owned business here in our Milton community. Open weekdays from 7.30 to 5 p.m., Florida Stars Automotive is a convenient place to keep your car maintained and on the road. Ask them about Firestone Tires and the rotation and maintenance plan. Florida Stars Automotive. I go there. You should, too. Here is your Action Radio contact and website information. The call-in line is 215-383-3832. Our show site is blogtalkradio.com slash citizenaction. Same link, live and a podcast. Please share all our shows. We have live chat at the bottom of the broadcast page available worldwide. Sign in to your free account and type away. We have an internet Skype line where you can call the show worldwide also. Please see the broadcast page for our Skype name. Call in during the show to get approved. Our bill writing site is writeyourlaws.com. W-R-I-T-E-Y-O-U-R-L-A-W-S. Writeyourlaws.com. This is where anyone can write a bill and start the process of it becoming law. 
My paid and free subscription column is at gregpenglis.substack.com. Please consider a paid subscription of $5 per month or greater. For contributions to Action Radio, please go to givesendgo.com slash actionradio. We have over 20 Action Radio Facebook groups. Use the Facebook search window by putting in Action Radio to find our groups. My public email is greg at writeyourlaws.com. Please contact me about advertising on Action Radio and helping our mission of freedom. Thank you for listening. This is Greg Penglis. So what is Action Radio? It is a radio show with its own citizen legislature. That's you, the listener. It is a fully interactive system of listeners, expert guests, social media, writing bills, legislator input, bill submission, lobbying, and citizen action. Action Radio is the future of talk radio using all the available technology in one completely integrated new system. You are listening to Action Radio Online with Greg Penglis. The webpage for all Action Radio shows and podcasts is blogtalkradio.com slash citizenaction. Please share our show with all your friends and family, both nationally and internationally. The guiding principle of Action Radio is this. We the people give our consent to be governed through writing the laws by which we are governed. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.